Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, St. Louis, and welcome to the Character and Smallman Show. I am Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. Good morning, ladies, gents. How are you all doing? I'm good. Hey, uh, I'm going to wish you the best of luck next week and moving forward as Thank the you, opening sir. drive kicks off with uh, you and Randy Carricker. Because doing this even just Tuesday to Friday... I'm like, I'm realizing I gotta change my nighttime routine. If you gotta this go were, to bed. If this were the norm, like like twelve thirty one a.m. bedtime, not gonna with, work. No, five five a.m. six a.m. gets here rather quickly. Oh, holy moly! Yeah, it does. Yeah, we wish you lots of coffee, uh, lots. There will of, be lots. You know, uh, I mean, warm <laughs> drinks, all yes. that kind of stuff. Because you said you don't like cold coffee. No, I you do have not. To have I don't understand coffee, the concept so lots of, of it. hot coffee. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hey, definitely you, lots of hot coffee. Listen, I know we got to get into so. Well, I guess the normal routine would be to get into Cardinal stuff and NFL stuff, and we don't always have to follow the normal routine. But I won't hijack everything too early on, <laughs> on, our, uh, on our on our faithful producer. But um, you know, for those that for those that don't know. Uh, as much about you. Okay. Um, later on the show, I'm going to do an interview with you. Sounds like I'm, ju- I'm just going to interview because I mean, I, I, as I a like, high school I coach, like I think brain dumps. Gonna, these are these things. Yeah, I want to. I like this. Thank I want to. I want to interview you as one of our guests today. Can we I can do, do that? that? Definitely. Casey okay. Davis right. or Carrie Davis? No, we'll we'll interview. We're going to interview Carrie Davis. Okay. For those right. that don't as know, Matthew Rocky, Rocky will he, put he, uh, Casey a couple put of times Casey yesterday on a rundown yesterday. We tried to figure out who that man was. Yep. But yeah. Carrie Davis. Yeah, well, the, the DNA testing is still out on Casey. Uh, we don't know. We don't sounded know. a lot like you. Um, <laughs> very, very no, so, similar. Very so similar. I think I think as a as a kickoff to your, uh, you know, your official maiden voyage with Randy Carricker there, we'll um, uh, we got Brooke. We got to put our journalism hats on and and interview we Carrie can, later. I can do don't that sometimes. Sounds yeah. like okay. sounds yeah. like a plan. All right. So last night, Cardinals took a loss. Uh, Eleven weeks versus the Nationals in the final game of the of the uh, of the of the homestand, and and unfortunately they took a loss. But we did get a good performance from Yadier Molina. Two home runs on the day that he and Wayno tied the all time battery starts record. And uh, you know to get him going at the plate is going to be an awesome thing. Well, September Yadi is locked in right now. That's what that's my biggest takeaway. I mean, with the game tied at one, bottom of the second, Yadier Molina steps up to the plate, and with a man on, he just launches one out into Big Mac land to give the Cardinals the lead in the game, but also, too, just the fact that Yadi is heating up right now at the right time. I mean, Wayno said it's like you can just smell it coming. You can just feel it in the air that September Yachty is here. He's locked in. And you need this, especially from a catcher, but also from Yachty going into October. I wonder. Molina. Deep drive down the left field line. Gone. How about that? On a record-setting day for Yachty. 
and Wayno. It's not behind the plate. It's at the plate. A two-run bomb. Can I just say that the Nats are so pesky for just ruining such a special day for the Cardinals? <laughs> you had Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright tying the Major League Baseball record for starts as a battery with 324. And next week, Wednesday, likely, as long as everything goes well to plan, everybody's healthy, they will surpass that record. And you had a great day from Yadi at the plate, and the Nats just would not go away. Alex Call, he was great. He had four hits, five RBI, including that three run homer later on in the game but come on why do they have to be so pesky this is so if, if you're a team like the the washington nationals or like pretty much uh 60 to 75 percent of major league baseball now because so many teams are out of it you you find motivating reasons to play every day beyond Definitely. beyond just you know hey your own career and and and, and your own pride and so Teams do relish the role oh, yeah. of, of spoiler there, and, and that's that's that's, <laughs> that's what, what gets them going. It's it's a not on my watch. I don't want to do it. When you have nothing else to play for, there is nothing greater than ruining what other teams are playing for. What their their important days or their special moments, and and being the the, the person or the team that can spoil that for them. It's, it's when there's nothing else going on. The Nets are 38 games out of first yeah. place. They've been eliminated. There's no chance that they have anything else going on other than to. Spoil things for their opponents. That just sounds like somebody who got to play the Browns two times. There you go. That's exactly what that sounds like. We lost to them a couple times. We're like, what the hell are we doing? Listen, if you (laughs) look, this is not this is not ringing the alarm bells. Okay, this is not this is not scaring anything. But if you don't have that big comeback in the ninth inning a couple of games ago, you you just go one and three against the Nets. Mm. In this in in this series, but you did have the big comeback. So but yeah, if, yeah, if things yeah. were different, they definitely they, would they have been would be different. different. <laughs> yeah, I had a Twitter guy <laughs> that just yeah was, was, was nuts. But 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 you know what I'm saying? Like like that's where sometimes in sports, no, a lot of times in sports, sometimes we we, we don't give enough credit to the other team having professional athletes. Right. Don't you think? They are pros. They are pros. I mean, they, they, they're still playing in the big even, leagues. They are. Even though they are a struggling team, they are still professional baseball players. So yeah. you have to give those guys credit. Well, and also, too, let's let's not discount the fact that you pretty much have two Cardinals on there. You had Lane Thomas out there as well, so he had some revenge moments. Luke Voigt is obviously Luke Voigt. You have a Wildwood native former Cardinal himself, and it seems like it was almost like a revenge tour for those two also. But I think at least my takeaway, one, great seeing them tie that record. That was amazing. Also, Wayno afterwards basically saying, yeah, it's great in all tying. He basically said that with our interview with him on Wednesday. It's great in all tying, but we want to win. That just shows you where their mindset right now. Yes, the records are great. Yes, it's great to, you know, have these huge moments together, but at the same time, it doesn't matter to them unless they're winning and also too for Yachty to be heating up that's what we've been waiting for right he's nine for 16 right now in the month of September heating up at the right time maybe he was just reserving you know saving the best saving for last it. there you go right <laughs> we talked about Yachty and, and half of the battery and Yachty and what he was able to do that do at the plate uh Wainwright struggled a little bit on the mound and Ali Marmal had some comments and some thoughts on it there's some stuff internally that we'll address. I just sat down with uh, our pitching guys and walked through it. We'll uh, address it in his next pen and go from there, but we're, we're in a good spot. We'll be okay with him. 
Wayno said literally afterwards, yeah, my stuff stinks right now. Yeah, that's twice I, in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, twi- that. that's twice in a row. But here's the thing. It's Adam Wainwright. He's been in these situations many times before. Even Ali Marmal, even Yachty saying that, that they have the utmost confidence in Wayno being able to figure it out, turn around things quickly. And usually sometimes the first step is recognizing your stuff's not working at this moment and there's something that needs to change. Let's let's hear what Wayno had to say about his start last night. My delivery stinks right now, you know. Don't laugh, it stinks. Uh, but good thing is we... You know, I know what I need to work on. I just got to—I got to fix some things in my delivery because it's a couple times out where I've been very disconnected in my in my delivery, and it's not allowing me to make the pitches I want to. Timing of upper and lower half are just totally off. So throwing a lot of middle pitches, throwing a lot of pitches foot outside—you know—you can't swing at. Find them falling behind way too many counts, a lot of 2-0 counts today, and and uh, you know, just it's not good pitching. So got some work to do, got some homework to do, and we'll get to work. Wayne. Who laughed when he said that? Do you, <laughs> it it you was not there? a media member. I can promise you okay, guys that. Sure? It, yes, okay. it was not. It was not a media member. Because if it was uh, a media member, that would have made it even better. Guts. Oh, yeah. would, I would never. I. I mean, that's I, a thing. I, maybe I need to learn the rules of this media thing because I probably would have been the one laughing. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, oh yeah. And, fact, and yeah, here's yeah, the yeah, thing: honestly. if you guys could see Wayno's face too. When he says that, he's actually like looking at you and has a smile on his face. So if you go back and look, he he is like, he's making it very aware. He's aware of what's going on right now. He's citing mechanical issues, as we heard there. He was pulled after five innings in the game. And when the game was tied at four and he allowed nine hits, four earned runs while just striking out two. Look, as I mentioned, it's Adam Wayne, right? He's been in these situations many, many times before and has worked his way out of it. And if Yachty's not hitting the panic button, if Ali Marmol's not hitting the panic button, and even Wayno's not, and he says, look, my stuff stinks, I'm going to work on it, I'm going to figure out, that's the first step right there, right? When when there's a problem, it's acceptance. It's the first step, and then the next is just working through it. I I watched... This is where I wish, you know, and and I can do this, you know, with with the hockey season when it's here, and you, mm-hmm. you see, you get so much great information from players when you're on that charter flight, yeah, because they're real. Sometimes you're talking hockey, sometimes you're talking whiskey, sometimes you're right. talking whatever. Okay, but whiskey. Oh, oh yeah, we get we got our own little kind of like like bourbon whiskey club. You know that that a few of us have together. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> See, we can hijack this. It's a Friday. I and 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 I'm not filling in next week. So I don't care what we matter. do this way. This one. All right. Okay. So, um, but like, we'll go back to Yadi or Molino here for a little bit. Like, I wonder, if, like, if you're in that situation, are you are you looking forward to the end? As emotional as it's going to be, are you taking in every at-bat right now? Are you intense because you know that you're going to have a chance at a playoff run here? Or is part of you just kind of saying, I'm ready and, you know, I I don't want to hurry it, but when the end, and I wonder how that weighs on you over this final month of the season. I think that because of where they are as a team and, and the playoff run that they potentially have in front of them, I think they're so locked into that moment that you at times it's hard to step out of that and and, and be into the part where it's about you. Because as as, as an athlete, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, 
the team is always going to be your first priority. It, it should be. <laughs> For yeah. good teams and good players, the team is always the priority. So to make it about yourself in a moment, it feels it feels dirty. It feels selfish. So I think they're so locked into what's going on. They're aware. Like they're aware that they're going to Break the record for all-time battery starts. They're aware that Yachty, that uh, that Pujols has the 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 700 chase. They're aware of all of those things. Goldie and and his NL uh, MVP run and and triple crown thing. They're all aware of that. But at the end of the day, I would bet you they would all say winning a World Series would be more important than all of those oh, things absolutely. combined. So a hundred percent. Well, and here's the thing is too is you know of course for Yachty, I'm sure it is frustrating because we're we're very aware too of the health issues that he's had when it comes to his knees. I mean, the fact that he's able to still stand. Sometimes I like if I'm working out or something, I can't even like walk correctly the next day, and he's able to still function, run, walk around. But if you're wondering if he's having fun, look at him yesterday with both of those home runs, the smile on his face when he was rounding the bases, and and then also he got two curtain calls as well. You could just see the face, just his smile was lighting up. So I think he is having a lot of fun. I can understand from a player and competitive standpoint, it's frustrating if you couldn't compete every day. Because look, that was that home run in the second inning. That was his first one in like nearly four months. Nearly four oh, yeah, months. Since May. Yeah, so that's that's really tough, I'm sure, on him mentally. But still, what matters right now is getting hot at the right time. And there's not a catcher that's exactly running away with the job, and that's nothing on Andrew Kisner. It's just, you know, he Kisner does a great job of calling the game. But look, we do need some more offensive production from the catching standpoint. But right now, as I mentioned, in September, just which I know it's early, guys, Yachty is 9 for 16 with two homers, three doubles, and seven RBIs. That's at least encouraging, and it looks like he's having a a lot of fun with his longtime battery mate, best friend, brother, mm-hmm. Yachty, y- or Wayno, and then also best friends with pool holes as well. Those two, are, I mean, are inseparable. You know those head moments we were talking about yeah, yesterday? Yes. <laughs> so a head, a head moment is when, like, your brain just takes you in another spot and, and you kind of chuckle. So when you were talking, Brooke, about like Yachty or Molina and, like, the fact you could even walk, and then they literally have the – you know, the replay of the game on the TV here, and you're watching him squat, bounce up again, and I thought, jeepers. I could I not. dropped the top to my Yeti earlier this morning. I went, crap, I got to go down there and pick it up. <laughs> and you then come right. back up. And then come back up. <laughs> did, you, did you just say jeepers? Jeepers. I said, jeepers? I did. Listen, I, I tried not to swear, so there's there's some words you got to throw in there. And you, uh, yeah. Jeepers, you, jeepers that, 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 is one of my all-time go-to good ones there. Indeed. Yeah. September 9th, 1974 here in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the time machine. My head's messed up. Coming up next, you peak or pit? Pick your favorite things of the week and your not-so-favorite things of the week. We'll return on Character and Smallman. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Up into the peaks or into the pit? Peaks and pits. Join in on the conversation with Carriker and Smallman now. Text 65780. This is 101 ESPN. Smallman, I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. Get your texts into the Air Comfort Service text line at 65780. And right now we have Peak and Pit. We're going to talk about our favorite things and <laughs> our not-so-favorite things 
I don't think we can talk about what we want. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I don't want Matthew mad at me. He's going to Curbs. I'll, I'll just say, it's going to be a very interesting 915 segment. It's going to be fun. Gentlemen. It's going to be. Stick around. You're gonna, uh, hey, you, I got we up. all may learn some things. I got up this early another. in the morning for a reason. Might as well do it. There's a good chance we, there's a good chance we, 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 we anger three or four countries and a few commonwealths. Oh, my God. Uh, so, peak and fit. My, my, my high um, for this week happened yesterday. I told you it was Christmas Day for me. It was opening day, opening night for the NFL. Um, the Buffalo Bills, who look like the Super Super Bowl contender and champion that everyone has predicted them to be all season. Josh Allen looking like the potential MVP that everyone has, has said all offseason. Came out and did a fantastic job against the Los Angeles Rams, who in the second half, I think they were just asleep. They didn't show up. They didn't do well. They didn't protect the quarterback. They didn't cover anybody downfield. And uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills uh, and their defense did an outstanding job. So that would be my high. I don't know if this counts. It was actually seven days ago, so I don't know if this still falls into the week. A week is seven days. I will give. I will think, you give me? Because it was 7 p.m., 8, 9 p.m. last Friday. Hitting the goalpost does not count as a shot on goal, okay. but I do think it does count <laughs> in when it comes to seven so days in a week. I, I would say the, my line I losing last week at Indiana in the fashion that they lost. Got another chance tomorrow versus um, Virginia at home. We are three-point favorites, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. So those are mine. What do you those got, are bro? good ones. Well, first of all, and I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit later with the Rams and that game last night, but I knew it was over for the Rams when Von Miller debuted that haircut. Yeah. Was, I mean, I don't know if you guys like saw that. In the back. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, the Rams the Rams are over with. Anyways, um, my my peak one was just being here with you guys, even though oh. it was early mornings. Oh, that made me that, made, that, that, made, oh, that was very Cheesy. nice. That was sweet. It was, hey, it, let's end the show now. Yeah, we can go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, look, it's been a long week. I've been I've been anchoring at night, so it's it's been long. But coming here every day, I'm a little tired coming in, but then I feel really re-energized hanging out and chatting with you guys. It's been a lot of fun. Um, My pit was I was really excited for fantasy football. I felt like I was locked in. I picked Jonathan Taylor, and then I was drafting on my phone. I thought my phone was charged, and so I wasn't paying attention. It died. During the draft, and I couldn't find a charger. I was in the I was in the newsroom. I couldn't find the charger, and so I was like running all over the place trying to find chargers. Then I tried to pull it up on the computer, and I pulled it up right as like the countdown was like three, two, oh. one. Missed one of my picks, <laughs> one of my top picks, and it just auto drafted for me. So that was that was my pit. That was extremely stressful. The Battle Hawks for life, though. We did have a great game last night because we had the Bills' defense. So that was go. a positive. At least, getting there, the, there are some getting, things. Getting that, those draft picks in is a is a tough I, thing, especially I mean, I was when you like have thirty seconds. Bullets. Brandon Kylie, go ahead. I'm sorry. Listen, <laughs> there, there aren't there some things that like like I just don't like to do some things on my phone when I'd rather have the computer screen would, yes, and, and yes. the better CPU power, all that other aspect of it. Drafting a fantasy team would be one of those. The maneuverability on the phone could be quite a challenge. It's great. If you have if you have Yahoo though on the app, it's so much easier. It is unless Yahoo your phone's is easier, not charged. Unless it's not charged. And but but then <laughs> as soon as you put it up on Yeah, exactly. And then as soon as I pulled it up on the computer, then it stressed me out because then there was even more numbers. I couldn't find like where to draft. I was like, Oh my God. And then the clock just winding down. It was uh it was terrifying. 
All right, uh, my, my peak of the week was, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a good number of days to you for with with you too, Carrie. Was All right. was uh, watching honestly watching Serena Williams' last match uh, with with my yeah. girls. That that yeah, I know, I know it, it's just one of those things where. It is different when your daughters are watching yeah. a woman do something special, yeah. and there is that "I can do it" yeah. moment in things, and that that really was was a, a special one. I, I've watched more of the U.S. Open this year than I have in a long, long time, mm-hmm. uh, both on the men's and women's side, and and I've, I've actually really enjoyed it. Uh, my pit of the week. So I get an email in my email box a, a couple of days ago, and I couldn't be there yesterday. Because uh, Gabriella had a volleyball game. But you get an email that says, hey, uh, we're going to have a going away party. Uh, th- thank you to Bruce Krause. Now, Bruce Krause uh, has been working with us uh, down at Enterprise Center for the last, last six years. He's been in charge of uh, all the operations for Levy. So all the food and beverage. Um, and, and, then, and then now over the last couple of years, all the merchandise and all that. Um, everything from from the hospitality aspects of it the staffing when you when you go into a suite at enterprise center and you've got a terrific staff member that's that's serving you and making sure that your night at, at the hockey yeah. game or a concert or, or, or something is is perfect it's because of the leadership of of Bruce and over the last six seven years uh, he hasn't just become a co-worker he, he's become somebody I value as a friend he's, he's got he's got such a positive like he's just one of those positive people to be around, right? Yeah. Like you know, where where you look forward to seeing him, you look forward to the next conversation. Well, uh, he's going to be moving on to to take on some some big properties down in New Orleans. It, it's a loss for us down mm-hmm. at Enterprise Center. It's a loss for for fans, and, and I'm sure you know whoever replaces Bruce is, is, is going to do a fine job. He's got a terrific staff of of people that are more than qualified. But um, I was bummed to see that, and so I'll be getting together with with Bruce here hopefully soon because uh, I, I had to miss. So they kind of threw an impromptu. Yeah. Hey, let's thank Bruce for his time here yeah. yesterday afternoon. And I'm like, son, I can't, I can't make it, but um, but I'm going to miss him. I'm going to I'm going to miss him because of that positivity. And really, there's been so many great things that the Blues have done. I'd say over the last seven to ten years under the the stewardship of of Tom Stillman's ownership group. And uh, without a shred of doubt, Bruce coming in the leadership role to handle the kind of the growth and, and the rebirth of the yeah. relationship between the Blues and Levy and what it means to our fans and their experiences has been huge. And so, Bruce, thank you very much for what you've done. You're definitely going to be missed. Uh, it's It's been a pleasure not only working with you, but uh, just developing such a great friendship with you, and I wish you the best of luck in New Orleans. That's that's congratulations. My, that's on kind the of my. Role. I guess that's, that's my a pit and a peak. That's a peak and that's peak. a peak and a pit. I think it's a peak. Well, and the a pit peak. is I'm going to miss him. Yeah, the peak is I'm happy for yeah. him. Is that okay? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that he did such a great job, and and that he's moving on to to other things. So and, I just yeah. ate the pit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, didn't mean to, but <laughs> I, just, I just ate it. I got a little one. My uh, my my pit of the week is that this is the this is the last time we're gonna use anything called character and smallman on on the show yeah. in this morning slot and you know that i kind of came here and started on this show back in january and so this is the only show i've worked on obviously my peak then is is the fact that we get to start the opening drive on monday i'm already excited for that i've been excited for it we, well. we, we got a new logo we've been putting together the new opens and the new segment opens and things like that it's been a fun week for that kind of stuff and and, and, also, I gotta go to the and carrie's gonna come in on monday treats. morning and sit in this seat <laughs> I'm, I, that's. I would have He's to get here before Randy, it. and I don't think that I will we'll get here before There's Randy. Literally, no one else on this station. Who I'd, I would be, I'd be like, yeah, Carrie can, Carrie can punk him. Oh, yeah, no. he can get away with it. But uh, it's like, too much though, respect. I, I would about, never. Uh, yeah, there's something about Randy. 
It's like when he, when I get a fight question, when he, when he hates one of my fight questions, it's it's, it's a, like Randy is like your father. Like like for for yes, me, he's, he's like a he's father. He's not angry. He's disappointed. And, and he's not angry. He's disappointed. When and you that's you it. would much that's rather it. your father be angry than disappointed in you. And so it is it is our my thing to make sure he's not disappointed we stay on point we're doing what we need to do and and show that we can keep up our end of the bargain some people have heard me tell this story matthew i'll tell it quickly so we can we can get to the break and and coming up uh well we got jay delson coming up next yeah yeah jay delson coming up next uh with the big golf event this weekend um i interned for randy character Okay. And on the last one of the last days, I hadn't gone to Bush Stadium yet. It was all in, in the office and, and, and stuff. And, and uh, the Cardinals were playing the Marlins. And so Randy took me down to the old Bush Stadium, and I got my microphone, I got my tape recorder, you know, <laughs> the big old Morant's tape recorder. And at the end of the game, he says, "Go into the Marlins locker room, get some sound. I'll meet you. I'll meet you back here." I figure, okay, how do I do this? At which point I said, I'll just follow the crowd. Well, the crowd was me and some other guy from some small radio station in southern <laughs> Illinois. And he sees the KMOX thing, and he sees, I'm going to follow you. I go, this isn't going well. All right, well, Gary Sheffield got kicked out of the game. Mm. Goes 0 for 3, hurts his shoulder, argues a, a, a play, and gets kicked out of the game. I figure, well, I'm going to make Randy happy. I'm going to go get some sound from Gary Sheffield. So I walk over because, like, you're right. You didn't want to disappoint. This right. was my assignment. Right. So I go over there. He's they had a huge spread in the middle of the room, and I walk over to him, and he looks at me. And Sheffield, I mean, he's huge, okay. <laughs> and and I wasn't as heavy as I was. I was a little bit. I, I could have been blown over by a stiff sneeze, right? And and he says, and he goes, not talking to the media, kid. I'm like, oh man, Randy said I got to get some sound. Yeah. And I go, well, I just, he was, I said, I'm not talking to the media, kid. And I went, oh, man, but I can't disappoint Randy. <laughs> Honest to God. I looked and I said, sir, I don't really care about your 0 for 3 performance at the plate. Really don't care about you getting kicked out either. How's your shoulder? And I just stuck the <laughs> mic in front of his face while he's got a plate of food right in front of him. He goes, my shoulder's fine. I said, thank you very much. I turned around and walked straight out of the locker room, oh went my back, God. gave Randy the tape. I go, there's your sound. And the only sound we had on that tape was Gary Sheffield going, my shoulder's fine. There you go. <laughs> but I didn't want to disappoint him. You did him. not want to disappoint Randy. None of us do. Do you want to go to the text? Yeah. Do we have time to go to the yeah, text go, line? Okay, I just let's did want to. Let's go to one quick one here on the text okay, line. Okay, one quick one. Do, 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 do. Well, now the the pressure's on. Okay. Peak or pit? Peak, an absolutely beautiful fall. Went to Forest Park and Bush Stadium. Pit, what is wrong with the Cardinals fans? 75% paid to go to the concession stands three or four times in the first five innings. Look, Rocky. That's sometimes why we don't go to the text line. Right. <laughs> Rocky specifically that had some like. That text nice. is, my, is a new pit of the week. <laughs> Who cares? Why do you care? You like, know why do you absolutely this is what's care? Amazing. People are so obsessed with what other people are doing. Yeah. I, you, if you just focus on your life and do what you're supposed to do, most things tend to go Somebody okay. Somebody wants to buy a ticket and go stand in line. Why a couple does it times? matter to you? The only way you should matter to you is if they've made you get up out of your seat or that, stood in now, front of you now, a couple that, of times. That's a problem. That's the only time. But how would you know that they're in line unless you you're followed in line? them? There you so go. So now you're weird. You there you go. <laughs> Brooks about to put me on front street because yes, I, was, I, am. I was on I was in the green seats yesterday. Here's oh, the here's the oh. reason why this one this one is pulled up is because Rocchio didn't have to deal with going to a concession ah. stand. He had 
green seats, yeah. everyone. Green seats. So they like bring food to you. I mean, do they like also yeah. feed do you? Do they bring you? Like, do like, they like, usher <laughs> you down? White, like, white gloves bring you down and well, sit you white down? Gloves. Well, they're pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> sit you down, hand, make sure you sit down safely. But is the, that how they work? The people who text in like that is why <laughs> I was literally, I was making, I was trying to eat during the commercial breaks. So I was like, the last thing I want is somebody hitting me tomorrow morning on Twitter with like, look at Rocky, look at Rocky here snarfing down a hot dog. No behind, way. Right behind home. You were not thinking that. You were that vain. Dude, I mean, no, it's not vain. It's that I know people who are going to do that to me. I have too many. I have, I have too many friends who, who texted me pictures of me behind pictures of me on the broadcast. Were you on the TV shot? Yeah. you were in that oh, shot. Oh, you even had like a perfect. You had green seats also perfectly behind home plate. Oh my now, god. Now I, I, I have a question for you. Were there any balls fouled back, and did you jump? Did you did you jump flinch. out of your seat? Did you flinch? Uh, yes. You know that. Come on. It was a uh, pitcher was warming up, and the ca- it, it, it came off the catcher. It came off the ca- the catcher's glove straight back and at you, me. You were afraid you were going to get hit in the I face. Flinched, yeah. ah. The worst part is, is like. I was a goalie and stuff. And so, like, I went through practices where it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Just gonna, you know, hit him in the face with a ball until he doesn't flinch anymore. And I've just lost that's, all. That's the producer now. Flinching goalies is a bad positional yeah. oh, way bad to play. Position. Really? Exactly. The goalie can't <laughs> flinch. Can't flinch. <laughs> oh, my God. Coming up next, Jay Delsing, former PGA pro and Fox golf analyst. That's next on Carrick and Smallman Show on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to the Character and Smallman show. I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. And we go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and our friend Jay Delsing joining us. Good morning, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Kerry, and uh, gosh, you're doing a great job. And we got some serious girl dad power here this morning, indeed, don't we? Indeed, <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Yes, always. So, Jay, uh, what, what's been going on? The Ascension Golf Tournament taking place. What, what can you give some information about that, and, and uh, just give us a rundown of what's going on with that? Yeah, guys, we had the uh, the pro amps uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday yesterday. So, gosh, it was great to see a bunch of. Uh, the executives for Emerson worldwide, um, just a, a great corporate citizenship uh, and, and the leadership showed up to get to play with the, the Champions Tour players. The golf course is in great shape. It's a little wet, playing long as hell. I, I went out and tried to qualify on Monday for the event. I shot 70 and uh, just kind of limped in a couple of shots uh, shy of it. So today is the, um, uh, the beginning of the event. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great event. John Daly is in the field. Ernie Yells is in the field. Jim Purick, Padraig Harrington, Bernard Langer, uh, our, our past uh, most recent captain from the Ryder Cup, Steve Stricker. It's, we got a great, great field, guys. If anybody um, wants to watch some, some fantastic golf on a great golf course, go to Norwood. And I'm actually, I guess I was kind of the MC to be named later. I, I am MCing the Celebrity Challenge on Saturday where we've got um, – uh, Coach Berube and Lee Trevino and Nancy Lopez, Hale Irwin, and our Captain Ryan O'Reilly all out there playing. So uh, come on out and give me some uh, and, and, and hassle me a little bit and watch some guys uh, uh, play a little golf. 
Well, good morning, Jay. I was really hoping that you would qualify, but, you know, of course, as you mentioned there, you're going to be there the rest of the weekend. Of course, as we know, this is just the second running of the Ascension Charity Classic. Last year was a huge success. I mean, even hearing from, you know, everybody last year, the golfers saying it felt like a PGA Tour event. What does the energy feel like going into it this year? And I mean, even with the Pro-Am yesterday, seeing some of the people who are out there, even David Freeze was out there participating. It seems like it's becoming a bigger and bigger event each year oh brooke you're you're spot on nick ragone steve spratt the guys at ascension have just continued to to bring top level uh entertainment and just a top level product to st louis it's just it's really cool um the uh the, the golf course is going to uh not disappoint norwood doesn't get a lot of credit in town but it's really a great uh a great venue and the vibe for the players is, is it's, it's really high. It's really positive. They love the fact that, you know, guys in St. Louis, we outkick our coverage in so many areas. I mean, we have terrible weather and et cetera, but we're a great fan base and our corporate citizenship is amazing. So if you get out to Norwood, you'll see uh, corporate hospitality and all of these sky docks is lining the last six or seven holes of the back nine, which is completely unheard of on the Champions Tour, which is why the players were saying it felt so much more like a PGA Tour event because, you know, guys, when you're out there playing and you're going to, say, the 17th, you're going to hit your second shot into the 17th green, which is kind of a natural amphitheater setting anyway, and then you line it, you know, with five or six or seven a uh, couple different layers, sky boxes, and they're, you know, you, as a player, you just man, you, you really get jacked up, and you really like to hit a good shot and and, and put on a good show. So there's there's going to be some great golf played this week. And I know that John Daly is always a fan favorite to see because he's must watch and he's very entertaining and interacts very well. And that's something else that I like about these events is that you have some of the all-time great golfers interacting with the fans, a lot of close interactions. But also, too, can you kind of give us just some insight on maybe some other guys that we should be looking into? I talked to Podrick Harrington the other day, who is obviously newer to the event. He's been so dominant. And I know that he's been picked to possibly even win this, but who are some of the guys that we should be looking for this weekend at the Ascension Charity Classic? Oh, Brooke, Padraig's a, a great call. He has been working his butt off in the in the gym, and he's picked up about 25 yards, so he is smashing his driver. And, he's you know, he's a three-time major champion on the regular tour. He, he didn't really need to get that much better to be really, really good. So he's he's playing well. Steve Stricker is always um, and seems to always be in the conversation. He is a really good player. Our defending champion, David Toms, who is not all that well-known to, to maybe everyone but the avid golfers, he's, a, he's won a major championship on the PGA Tour as well. You've got the big easy Ernie Els, who's a, a World Golf Hall of Famer. Bernard Langer, who is aging, but, but he's kind of like a fine wine. He still is, is, is very, very good and very competitive. And you'll just get – you guys, you're going to see – um, uh, names and, 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 and faces that you probably aren't that familiar with. And you go, damn, this guy's really good. It just goes to show you the depth of the field and, and how many good players there are out, uh, you know, playing professional golf. 
There are still tickets available for all the events this weekend, folks, uh, and you can go to ascensioncharityclassic.com slash tickets to get those. But but this is really cool. So the United States Armed Forces veterans and first responders actually received complimentary admission to the 2022 uh, Ascension Charity Golf, uh, Golf Classic. And it's open. The offers open to all active duty military service, National Guard, military retirees, and veterans. It, it's pretty cool. All you have to do, you have to show your Department of Defense issued ID at the tournament entrance, but you receive up to two complimentary tickets per day. It's that's a great way of giving back, and that's what this event is all about. Jay, how much of the response from golf fans and just sports fans in St. Louis, the success of last year, how much does that help with bringing and continuing to bring the big names into the tournament this year and maybe future years as well? Oh, curves a lot. I mean, listen, don't think that the success of the PGA Championship, which was on the regular tour in 2018, doesn't resonate with the Champions Tour players as well. And, I mean, you you get guys like Nick Ragone, who is the driving force at Ascension for this event. Um, he, he is a, a shrewd guy, and he saw the success and the popularity of what Bell Reed did. And, guys, the, the, the PGA Tour is a really, really uh, small uh, fraternity of, of people. It's smaller than high school. It, gets you, it can make you a little crazy at sometimes because everybody seems to know what everybody's doing. But um, a word like this spreads like wildfire. And they're like, yeah, St. Louis is a great course, and you can't believe how many people came out. I mean, what you mentioned earlier, Curbs, we're so proud of Marcone, a local St. Louis company. They're the ones that sponsored the military viewing deck. And so there's going to be a Marcone viewing deck where those our first responders, our men and women heroes that uh, serve the country can get in for, for no charge at all and watch a little golf. And uh, so we're proud of just a, of a variety of different things that, uh, that we're doing for the community. And guys, you know, I grew up in North County. All of the monies that we raise, and it's probably going to be over a million dollars this year, is all going to stay in the North County area. And that is, that is wow. really, really exciting to me. Hey, Jay, you talked about the grounds being a little bit wet, and I think we're going to get a little more rain this weekend. How much does that impact uh, players? And, and is there anyone's game who is more built for, for that type of environment than the others? Yeah, Kerry, so it's interesting. Most people think, oh, it rains. It's kind of a pain in the ass. The guys don't want to play in the rain. The rain softens the course. It slows down the greens. You think about where your shots land is where pretty much where they stick. And so rain is one of the things that makes the scores go much lower. And so it's a really good question. Guys like Padre that are super, super long, Ernie Els, uh, Steve Stricker, some of the longer players in the field are going to definitely have an advantage. The only thing, it, it, and it does affect the putting as well, guys. It makes the greens a little bit slower so the players aren't as afraid to three-putt, and then they can also be a little bit more aggressive with the reach. So they'll hit the ball a little firmer. They'll make a hell of a lot more putts. These guys are just really damn good. It's fun to watch. The scores are going to be low. Hey, Jay, thank you uh, for, for giving us that information. Thank you for joining us today. The Celebrity Challenge is tomorrow, 3.30, with Lee Trevino, Ozzy Smith, Craig Berube, Ryan O'Reilly, and emceed by you, Jay Delsing. Jay, thank you for your time this morning. We appreciate you. And I am going to be calling you shortly so that we can get, off, get out on the golf course so you can teach me a thing or two about uh, all of the things that I need to figure out how to get this ball to go straight. <laughs> Kerry, I'll teach you how to swear at an Olympian level, which you've got to have if you're going to play golf. You've got to have it. And i got to tell you, in golf terms, 
Von Miller shanked his haircut. Damn. I don't know what the hell that was. That was the worst. I'm like, oh, put your helmet on, man, and run backwards. That was hey, it worked. It, it did it, work. It, something it, about it, that It lit worked. a fire up under him. So it, 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 it didn't look good, but he played well. So there you go. You know, the best players, they can get away with a lot. Indeed. <laughs> Jay, thanks again for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. Have a good day. Love hearing you guys. Thank you. That was Jay Delsing, uh, PGA Golf Pro and Fox Golf Analyst, and uh, just all around nice, all around man. good guy, man. Just yeah, a just a great right. guy, um, you know, just a great man to, to to interact with and be around, and can learn some learn some good things about golf. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be. I mean, honestly, the whole weekend is exciting. But my favorite is definitely <laughs> that Legends Charity Classic. One, Craig Berube is actually a pretty good golfer. And I'm interested to see how Ryan O'Reilly does. I know that they went out there and had some practice rounds the other day with Colton Pareko and Jordan Bennington, and he looked pretty good, too. So I feel like this will be a good show for fans who show up on Saturday. Well, the Blues have their charity golf tournament on Monday for Blues for Kids, so it'll be a good warm-up for a couple of those guys there. But last year, I mean, I know Craig Berube went out. I mean, he hit the driving range and and, and was working on things. it's the athlete, okay? Yeah. I mean, w- once you're an athlete, he, that's the, there's just a way of prep and pride and work. As I told you yesterday, I believe, golf is one of the most difficult things for me to do because it's, it takes that small ball, and and, and, I, and not being able to master that craft drives me up a wall. It's, it, it, it's one of the hardest things that I do in life, and it's like, why can't I do this? It should, it should come naturally, but it doesn't. It's like when the pinball comes down, the pinball machine and goes right between the flippers <laughs> and you had no chance anyway. Yes. Yeah, that can be the game of golf sometimes. No chance at all. Coming up next, we have Take It or Leave It. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line at 65780. That's Tioli next on Carriker and Smallman, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Carriker and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Take it or leave it. Give us your feedback now by texting 65780. It's Take It or Leave It with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Powered by Gloria Lou Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman. I'm Kerry Davis joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber and Right now we have take it or leave it, and Brooke, Chris, you all got any? Uh, no, not right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I have one. Yeah, all right, I have one. So we've been talking a lot about Von Miller's haircut, right? Yeah. I, I will say, take it or leave it. It's just a black man's mullet. Business in the front, party in the back. Uh, absolutely, take it. <laughs> Those That's are all just it is. those are just a couple things you don't normally put together. There you go. That's but all I it think is. But I mean, it is Business what it is. In the front, it's a party in the back. It's a it's a black man's mullet. Absolutely. That's all. We were I'm talking about I, mullets I the it. other day. That is amazing. That's I all it did is. Not think about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a mullet's a mullet. A mullet is a mullet. A mullet and is a mullet. We got the. You know what it is. I showed Business you that picture yesterday. Yes. Florida is America's mullet. It's America's mullet. So yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, yeah. I'll take it. You, Rocchio is dying over here. If only you Listen, to, you can. That's the funniest damn thing I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Is. But that's you, the best thing. Like, Who did you steal that from? That, that's me. I'm telling it's you. It's a mullet. It's, it's a mullet. It, it's it, business in the front, party in the back. Yeah. Uh, look, that's all we're doing. 
And here's the best part. You don't know what's going on back there till he turns around. You can do it when you back it up. It's, <laughs> that, the, it's the players the, and the athletes in life that try to do stuff you, like that and can't back it up on the you, field. If you go out there with a haircut like that, yeah. you, you have to, to. You have yeah. to be that guy. And now if you go out now if he goes out there and gets blocked ten yards down the field every snap, when he goes into the locker room after the game, he has to cut it off. But yeah. when you can perform at the level that and, and he's getting paid a lot of money to do so, you can do whatever you want to do. You can you could have Deion Sanders bling and flash if you're Deion Sanders. Sanders and everybody ain't Deion no, Sanders. They tried to have the same thing. And you know what? Because people get tired of the act real quick unless you're oh, backing yeah, it up. Yeah. yeah. I got a friend that says your game has to be bigger than your problems. So oh, that's a great line. Yeah. Actually, that's a really your good line. Your game has to be yeah. bigger than your problems. If your game is bigger than your problems, you you can last a then long you can last time. It. That's a great line. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. good. Uh, okay, I have one, and we were kind of discussing this earlier. Take it or leave it. Albert Pujols will be at six ninety eight by the Pirates series. The the first one, so the with six the games to one. go, three home runs. Well, we got. What do we see how got many here? Ga- who do who do they? They, they got, have the Pirates this got, weekend. After the, after this weekend at Pittsburgh, you've got two at home against Milwaukee, four at home against Cincinnati, and then you've got eight straight on the road: three at San Diego, three at LA, th- two at Milwaukee, and then you got the six remaining games. Now nine home games, fourteen road games, three. Ah, oh, what the hell for the fun of it? I'll take it. That's another way of saying it. I have no idea, but I'll take it. I like I, how you worked through that. Yeah. <laughs> that you, you went through a whole process to say, what the hell? I'll say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing. You went through an entire process, ran like down each team, yeah. and the then said, what I'll the hell? I, I, don't know, I don't know either way, but yes, yeah, sure. I said a lot of words, and hopefully it <laughs> To get to the, to the answer that I could have gotten to without doing all of it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm still waiting on? What's that? What? I'm still waiting on uh, on Tanner. And Ferrari will paying up on a bet that they've welched on for about a year and a half oh, regarding what pools. What is that? Listen to this. So, remember when the Dodger or when uh, the Angels let Pujols go? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was filling in for 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 Brandon at the time, and they did this thing over under. It was one of their you know their benchmark bits that they were doing. So I'm filling in, and this is. This is before he gets picked up by the Dodgers, like a day and a half or two before he gets picked up by the Dodgers. And they said, over under, Albert Pujols will hit five home runs, like, like over or under, Albert Pujols will hit five home runs before the end, more before the end of this season. I said, I'll take the over. And they're like, no way, no way. I said, okay, let's bet a bottle of patties. Right, a bottle of patties, Irish whiskey. Okay. Okay, and, uh, and he says, uh, and they go, yeah, we'll take it. I go, here's the deal. If I win, you two only have to, between the two of you, give me the one bottle. Okay? And, and it's, it's it's great Irish whiskey, and it's and it's only like 29 bucks a bottle. Right. Okay? I said, but if I lose, I'll give you each a bottle. Okay. And they said, okay, deal. Man, Pujols signs with the Dodgers. I mean, he had he had five home runs like over the next three weeks. Right? Still waiting. Still the, waiting. The, We're going to have to the, remind the cup, them later. Cup is dry, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so now let's go to the text line. Take it or leave it. Robert Thomas scores forty goals or more. Leave he, that. He, I'm going to leave it. He, he just, I don't. He doesn't shoot enough, and he, he's a passer. Uh, if if he gets up to twenty five goals, you're going to be really really happy with what he can do, and he's shooting a lot. So I'm going to leave that. I'll leave it as well. Can I? Can I edit it? 
because 40 goals is a big jump for Robert Thomas. So I'm going to edit this a little bit. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Robert Thomas cracks 65 assists. This season? This season. I don't know about this season, but maybe possibly in the future. 65. How many did he have last year? I got to look that up. Uh, boy, that's a lot. That is a lot. Then again, you know, to, to have a 70-point season for him, 20. He had 57 in 72 games yeah. last year. No? Yeah, no? he did. Uh, Maybe that's, that's not a, so big that's of a Take it one. Take it. Okay, I'll take it. Just take it. Yeah. I'll Gary take said, the edit. Casey told me to take it. I'll take it. All right. Casey Davis knows his hockey. Casey Davis knows his hockey. Gary got some brushing up to do, but Casey knows his stuff, all right? Take it or leave it. College football Saturday will have a few upsets, maybe even Alabama. Oh, it, there will be some upsets, but it ain't going to be Alabama. Who's Alabama playing Texas. this weekend? Te- Ooh. Yeah, I, it doesn't. No, it doesn't I matter. Need, no. I don't think they 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 stubbed their toe uh, at Texas. Um, Alabama is is what they do year in and year out is just nothing short of amazing. And and, and obviously you have the best talent. You're going to get the best players. You're going to be in national championship games. But they just take care of their business every single week. And it's 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 tough to bet against them at any point in any time. Yeah, any in, in, in any year. In any year. But I, I do think sometimes, Carrie, you almost take for granted that they, they've been as good as they have for so long. It, it takes it takes a lot of work by that staff and everything yeah. to maintain. Yes, they're funded well, and, and NIL no doubt is playing going to play a huge role in helping them keep it with. It, but but that is still some doggone amazing consistency. It is a quick follow up. Take it or leave it. Mizzou beats Kansas State this weekend, and take I'm going to say. Take it. I'm on it. They are seven seven and a half point underdogs. What do the gamblers At, know? Well, I mean, they, there's a lot of <laughs> casinos in Vegas that have been built on the backs of people like you and I taking taking the underdogs, seven and a half hey, point the underdogs dogs. have to pay at some point in time. <laughs> at some point, I'm taking it. Okay, well, I, I'm gonna leave it. By the way. Next Monday morning, I'm going to be sleeping a little bit, so don't call me at 7 to say, hey, you got it wrong, all right? I'll send you a text message. Okay. <laughs> Am I the only one in this room that'll take that? Uh, I'm going to take it. That they, that I was outright that they win that, outright. Look at that. They're I coming on. I wasn't hugely impressed with Louisiana Tech necessarily, but I think I think Drinkwitz was keeping some things in his pocket, not to show Kansas State. And I think we're going to see some special things from you know Luther what? Burden. I think we're going to see. I, I think we're going to see eight touches and a hundred yards from Luther Burden. I, the room yeah. has swayed me. I'll take it as well. Oh, oh come yeah. on, Brett. And look, I already said. I already said I'm taking it oh, because nice. the room has swayed me. Because I'll take it. I think too. I, I'm going to give Eli Drinkwitz some credit here. I think that he was holding back his playbook a little bit because in preparation one for that Kansas State game because he knows that this is a big chance to really make more of a statement. And I think that we're just seeing, we just saw a little bit of what Luther Burden can do. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot more in this Kansas State game. If, if Missouri, this to me is the key, if Missouri can avoid the big play, Right. I mean, it, look, it was Louisiana Tech, and they still had th- it's three huge, successful big plays against them, right? If they can avoid the big play. I'm going to put, by the way, all three of you are nuts. Following my advice when it comes to football gambling, <laughs> it's like, I, 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 I'm just it's telling you right I, now, I, I, you I'm, are, going, I'm going with your heart, not you are, mine. Yeah, my my brain t- tells me that seven and a half is <laughs> clearly you vote for the team that is favorite. But what do I know, you know? 
No, yeah, and, okay, and they're yeah, at okay. home. But would Can you stay this? For, for, forget the win outright. Then would you take Mizzou against with, with the spread? Does that change? Probably. It? Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it'll be a close game. 20, 24, 28, 24, 21, 17. All right. Somewhere in that area. I can see it being oh, close. There, wait, 21. There's no way Missouri's holding them to 17 points. No, 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 no. Mizzou gets 17. Oh, Mizzou they, gets 17. They, yeah. Gotcha. 21, yeah, I can see that. 17, Mizzou's, they got to give up over 30 points in this game, you don't think? you think? Mm, 28 is, is close enough to. Okay. Uh, best right. running, one of the best running defenses in the country. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. There you go. One I game don't either, in. so that's my point I've been trying to make for one, you. One game <laughs> in. Sure. Yeah. I mean, but follow me, all four of you. Jump on board. We're going we're, Mizzou. We're, we're going to ride with you. I mean, we even got Kerry rooting for Mizzou now this weekend. Uh, we've made some progress. Well, we've this made weekend. progress I, I this week. I thought you meant in general. We've softened him up. You I have. know. You, if you guys could see, he's wearing a Mizzou shirt and nah. everything Listen, today. I told you all, I wore my one Mizzou <laughs> shirt my one day, and that was it. My daughter's graduation party, I had a Mizzou dad shirt on and have not worn it since. And will not wear it because I just, it's until not my thing. Until she graduates uh, again. Then maybe. I'll have a suit on. Now, I, I just say proud Mizzou dad. There you go. Yeah, yeah. What, pay, else, what I, else we got? I pay them. Isn't that enough? <laughs> that what more do they want from me? That's my support. I pay them. That's the support. That's all you get. Do you guys want to do one more? Yep. We'll do one more. Okay. So let me pick out the right one. I got to pick out the right one. Let's see. Take it or leave it. I like this one. Wayno and Yachty will hold the record for batteries that will never be broken, nor will anyone move into second. Ooh. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that it's never gonna be broken. Wayno said it himself. They've they he, he, they've he said, said that, it. that that record is possibly never gonna be Here's broken. Here's the only I, reason I think, I'm gonna leave it. Okay. Here's the only reason I'm gonna leave it. All right. I don't know that anybody ever thought that the Lola's record that, would be broken. Yeah. So there is a chance. Like uh, that is one of those records that as oh, hard as it's going to be, could her. be it. So uh, let's, yeah, let's just make sure we get the text at the, put the word in the right spot. That was interesting. That one was weird. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it. They've been playing together for 17 years. Is that uh-huh. is that 17 years? 18, eight, 17, 18, yeah. That well, is a long yeah. time. First of all. For two players to have a 17-year 17, 17 career, career. Seven, and, and and then in the same place, with the way that, that sports are set up now with, with free agency and people can go and, and the amount of money that is thrown out for all of these players, I, 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 know, I would but probably the same have to thing. agree. But, but that but, was but the that same was so thing happened with ago. these two guys. Yeah, yeah but that, it's rare. But it's, that's the thing. That's that how rare 17 it is. years I understand that. in yeah. one place? I'm with, with two you. people? So they 10 made... years in one place with two people. This is, is like Ray McElroy's yeah. dad betting on him 20 years from now. <laughs> I don't know. I agree. It's be, that would be like if he had two sons and they played on the same team. But put this for the audio, same amount just, of time. Just put this audio in some time capsule so 150 <laughs> years from now somebody gets so close. Their first start together was April 6, 2007 in Houston. And then last night, obviously, 324 start together. But also, I think sometimes we forget, too, they're already the winningest battery in baseball history well, as well. And you also forget, I mean, Adam Wainwright has missed. So that think also, about that the amount of time that Wainwright has missed and, and Yachty has missed yeah. and how much earlier they would have gotten to this. Gotten Probably a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up next, uh, MLB Competition Committee meets tomorrow and thinking about making some rules changes. Will these rules changes make the game better? We'll talk about it next on Character and Smallman, 101 ESPN.
We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. A fresh perspective on the day's biggest stories. It's Character and Smallman's Fresh Take. Brought to you by Schnucks Rewards. It pays to shop at Schnucks. Download the Schnucks Rewards app today. Welcome back to Kerrigan's Moment. It's Kerry Davis joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. And guys, there is a the MLB competition committee is meeting today to talk about a few rules that could potentially make baseball better. The the pitch clock, which obviously will speed up the pitchers yep. and, and not allow them to spend so much time on the mound or behind the mound, and also banning the shift which would create more offense. What are your thoughts on that, and, and how do you feel about it? You know, for the most part, I like all of these rules that are that are being proposed uh, to a certain degree. I, I'm Unlike others, I'm okay with, with banning the shift. Every sport in some way, shape, or form has put some type of illegal defense in. Uh, and, you know, so, yes, there is the find a way to hit it where they ain't thing, but but I'm okay with that. The, the one that's going to be an interesting one for me out of this, guys, I, I don't know that you really need to worry about increasing the, the size of the bases, but it's it's the two disengagements from the rubber per plate appearance, and that includes pickoff attempts. Now, that could make, knowing that a pitcher has already used, has already used you twice, off. now you can take a massive yeah. lead. And yeah. and I do like anything that, I, I like steal the stolen base. I hate that analytics has driven that out of the game a little bit. So I, I'm for that, but that, to me, almost gets to the point where you're you're getting too close to some of the basics of baseball. So that that's the one that kind of makes me a little nervous. Like, I don't like the idea. There's no reason to move the mound back, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm glad that one's n- not part of this. But um, I'm all for the things like the pitch cock, clock, keeping the guy in the uh, in the batter's box longer. I mean, all, all sorts of things like that are great. No, no more no more Nomar Garcia para, you know, batting glove routine. <laughs> well, so with the, here's a couple of my notes on this. One, they hope the pitch clock will obviously bring some of the game ta- game times down from record highs. They hope banning the shift will allow more hits and therefore more action. And they hope larger bases will induce more stealing and they're in a little bit more havoc on the bases, which is, of course, exciting for fans to see. I think the thing that I've seen on social media and just in general with this is are we trying to modernize the game too much just to appease the viewers who are maybe on the fence about wanting to watch baseball because that seems where things are going right where it's like okay these games are really long baseball isn't fast high impact it's like you almost have to be a baseball nut to enjoy it but are we doing too much to make it where it's like people who don't have long enough attention spans want to watch a baseball game. Well, I think those are the people. I mean, your hardcore baseball fans are going to watch no matter what, right? I think you are trying to reach out to the people that are on the fence or, or trying to decide if this game is fast enough, if if there's enough action in it. Uh, for me, I am I am a fan of the pitch clock. I think, you know, too many times there are too many stepping off the rubber and trying to outside out the hitter and figure out, how, is he going to step out? Am I going to hold on? Get rid of all of that. But the shift is banning the shift for me. If you don't like it, play better. Hit better. There is a large hole on the left side of the infield, sir. You are a you are a professional baseball player. Hit it there. I was a fan of Tony Gwynn, Wade Boggs, oh, yeah. Mattingly. Like those guys. I don't care about like, the ball going over the fence is awesome. But when you are able to put the ball 
where where they ain't, hit it where they ain't. That to me is what baseball is. And and banning the shift only allows mediocre players that have not worked on their game enough because everybody analytics driven launch angles, how hard exit velocity, how hard are we going to hit this baseball into the outfield over the fence where in baseball, there are times where you can lay down this bunt and walk to first base because no one's there. So I, I for me, if you were to, to ban the shift, you are, maybe you're creating more opportunities, but if you actually can hit the ball where it ain't the ball, you, the ball will be in play and the runners will be on base anyway. So that, that's my thought on it. That's my opinion on it. I, I, I am not, opposed to the shift at all. I think it, it creates opportunities for defenses to take advantage of players that don't work on their craft to hit the ball in the opposite direction. The Nationals had a the Nationals had a one of the Cardinal hitters yesterday in an 0-2 count and they shifted over so much all four infielders were from second base to first base. There you go. And and and, and you left it there. The, the, you know the one problem this doesn't adjust, so one more offense is going to lead I, I don't know how that's going to shorten your game in terms of time frame. But number 2 this this doesn't address what is probably the single biggest issue in baseball, and that is that far too many batters are striking out far too many times. None, none of this hits that. No, they gotta they gotta. And that is the to me the biggest issue. I I don't disagree. Coming up next, we have Nick Ragone, executive vice president and chief marketing communications for the Ascension office. He will be joining us next to talk about the Ascension Charity Golf Classic here on Carriker and Smallman, one one ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Character and Smallman, and this is Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. And going to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, we have Nick Ragone, the Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing and Communication Officers for Ascension. Nick, how are you doing this morning? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited. I'm standing here on the first hit Norwood. We're about to hit our ceremonial first shot with our players from the Boys and Girls Club, PJ Reach and First Tee. And it is a glorious Friday. We couldn't have ordered up better weather. We have a great field. We're going to have a great event, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, the Ascension Charity Golf Classic opening ceremony was at 745. You're teeing off uh, right around 815. So, and you can watch this on the Golf Channel from noon to 3 p.m. today. And you Nick, can watch on the golf channel, but you could come out live. Of no, course. you definitely can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, Nick, but uh, obviously, I was talking to Jay Delsing earlier, and he was just singing your praises this morning about how much you've just grown the Ascension Charity Classic. And if you could just touch on what all you guys have done to step it up here in year two, and also some of just the names that are coming out here, and even yesterday when it comes to some of the local celebrities coming in, you had David Freeze, and then this weekend you obviously have your Legends Charity Classic. It seems like it just gets bigger and bigger each year. It is. It does get bigger and bigger. We have the strongest field on PJ Tour champions this year outside the majors. We added uh, Steve Stricker and Padraig Harrington, who didn't play last year. We uh, we have Scott McCarron in the field, Justin Leonard, David Duvall. We have a stacked field. This is going to be a great event. You know, you mentioned our Legends. So Jay is going to be sort of emceeing and hosting. We have three on three. This year, Ozzy and Coach are teaming up with uh, Nancy Lopez to play Lee Chirino, Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, and Hale Irvin, and so we that is going to be amazing. We're going to have huge crowds for that. And uh, last year was a magical event. It was we were trying to figure out how to top it, and we've already topped it. We added our APG event, which is going to conclude today at Glen Echo, and it's just we love how St. Louis is turning out for this. You know, it's it's one of those events as, as you 
as you prepare for year, uh, another year, what's the challenge in terms of making sure that the great experience the fans had last year is equal, if not better, be beyond just the names that are coming in? Right. It's a great question. You know, last year it was a, a home run, but you got to improve on it every year. And this year we really focused on having uh, more things to do on site. The getting in and out is easy parking. We have our lot at Express Scripts and Lutheran North. Uh, we have more food, more beverage, more things to do. Um, more build out on the back nine. You'll see the entire back nine is built out, more fan viewing experience. We want, first and foremost, people to have a great time, a great viewing experience. The golf will take care of itself. Uh, the weather is going to be perfect, and we want people to come out and spend a great day, be with friends, have good food and drink, watch some of the best golf in the world, and have a great time. We're joined by Nick Ragone, Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing and Communications Office for the for Ascension and Ascension.com. AscensionCharityClassic.com is where you can get your tickets. Tickets are still available. AscensionCharityClassic.com. Check it out. You can get your tickets there and, and go out check and, go out and check some golf live today. And, Nick, as you mentioned there, the APGA wrapping up today, if you could just explain the APGA to our listeners today because this was something new that you guys added because you're wanting to make sure that you're growing the game of golf and making it accessible to everybody. It's absolutely right. You know, there's been a lot of talk this summer. We all know it about growing the game of golf. The way to grow it is to make it more diverse and inclusive. So the APGA is a developmental tour for mostly African-American golfers. It's been around 10 years. And we said we want to pair an APGA event up at Glen Echo with the Charity Classic. And so we have an elite two-day event. It's going to conclude today. And it's really our way of saying it's not enough to say you want more diversity and inclusiveness in golf, you've got to do something. And so sponsoring an event and pairing it with the Charity Classic is our way of doing it. And we hope, frankly, that more PGA Tour champion events or Corn Ferry events pair up with the APGA. We need to make golf more diverse and inclusive, and that's how you do it. Now, Nick, I'm sure you've had your, your share of celebrities and, at these events, and uh, you know you have some this weekend. Is there, has there ever been a celebrity that you had show up that you were just like, wow, I can't believe this person was here, and uh, how awesome it is to have them at your tournament or at your event? I'll tell you, just yesterday, I mean, I, I saw David Fries, and I, he had a huge crowd around him. Uh, Coach Berube still brings him out. Uh, Bennington and O'Reilly were here the other day. Ozzy, I mean, it's a, a who's who of, of Cardinals and Blues legends. Uh, we're so blessed to have so many great legends that live in the area that give back uh, and that are part of the community. And I will tell you, we had huge crowds on our Pro-Am. I mean, our Pro-Am looked like a Friday or Saturday on the Champions Tour. And Nick, one last question. As you mentioned, the Legends Charity Classic on Saturday, you've been watching them practice. So give us some insight on which group you think might win. Is it going to be Lee Trevino's or is it going to be Nancy Lopez's group? Who are you going to pick? I will tell you right now, and I'm not supposed to take sides, so I'm not taking sides. <laughs> but if I if I had to put a wager, I like the idea of Ozzy and Coach together because they played last year. They're not going to be as nervous. They still hit it well. And Nancy's the best putter of the group. She's one of the all-time great putters, by the way. And so you put those two together with Nancy. Um, now, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to root for anybody. I'm not going to bet against Hale. He's a legend in league. But um, I think I'm going to take Nancy, Team Nancy Lopez. And, you know, we have a seventh wild card. Our seventh legend is is Ron Kay from Stiefel, the CEO of Stiefel. He's going to be playing as a designated putter on the first seven holes and then playing up on 89 with the trailing team. So uh, it, it, come out on Saturday. It will be fun, I promise. The Ascension Charity Golf Classic is today at t at eight fifteen. The AP APGA final round is this afternoon, and uh, Legends Charity Challenge tomorrow at three thirty. You can get your tickets at ascensioncharityclassic.com. dot com. Nick, thank you so much for taking time and joining us this morning. We appreciate it. Hit them straight and have a good day today. Thank you both. Appreciate it. We'll see you out there.
That was Nick Ragone from the Ascension Golf Classic. And just hearing all those names, David Freeze, we already know what, what – I mean, that, David Freeze can do whatever he wants to in this city, I, yeah, I believe. Right. To this day, I, I think he's still one of the legends. Ozzy, Craig Berube, Ryan O'Reilly, just all of the St. Louis legends that were, that were out there showing up and, and being a part of this. St. Louis is a great sports town that I think yeah. is is – you know, nationally doesn't get the recognition that it should, but we here, those that are here that know really what's going on, understand who we are and what we are and, and how fun it is to, to see all these sporting events take place. Well, and honestly, that's why when, you know, I was looking around for jobs out of college and, you know, my first job was in Arkansas. When St. Louis, the opportunity came up to come here, I knew how passionate sports fans were here and as a sportscaster that is such an exciting thing to be a part of because I knew coming here that sports fans are legitimate they know their stuff and that as a sportscaster is such an exciting environment to be in and just every single event that I've been to the Ascension last year and then I'll be going back this weekend it's so much fun just to see the amount of people that come out and support these sports events in St. Louis yeah the uh I mean even the other Lee Trevino in town mm-hmm. playing. Hale Irwin, obviously, you know, in, in the area is, is is so great. He was the one, oh, about 20, 20 years or so ago, was the one that helped redesign the Forest Park golf course the way it is now. So, I mean, that history is good. They, they do such a terrific job there. But once again, the reason they're able to do it is because of the people in this town. Um, th- this is has got to be one of the most charitable regions in the country. You know, all the different events that happen, yeah. all the different events that go on. And, and, and when, you do, when you're doing something like this and you're doing something that's raising great money for charity, you heard what Jay said, a million dollars so going to stay right here. I mean, that's, that's huge, and it's happened because of the people. Coming up next, we have the fight. And Chris Kerber, you're three for three and oh. Can you make it oh. four today? We'll oh, see. Friday, this is the final one. <laughs> we'll find out next on the fight on Carriker and Smallman, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Carriker and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome to the fight on Carriker and Smallman. In the red corner, average Joe Listener. And in the blue corner, the undisputed king of Morning Drive. Please welcome Randy Carricker. Welcome back to Character and Smallman, and that sound means it is time for the fight. Brooke, are you ready? I I am ready, but it's Curbs who's going up today, so we uh, we hope that Curbs is ready for his final day. But Tim is the one that's coming in to try to dethrone Curbs on his final day. Tim, how are you feeling, and will you do that today? I am feeling very good today, so I feel that I could do that today. Tim, he's, he's run out of steam. He looked a little bit lethargic as he walked out of the room <laughs> uh, to prepare for this battle, so I, I think the chance, the odds are with you. I believe it. The force is with yeah. you. Like May the force be too, with you. I don't believe that. He's always ready to go. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You ready to run? Yes, sir. All right. All right, Tim. Which current NFL starting quarterback set the NFL record for the fastest to 100 career touchdowns thrown? Was it Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, or Lamar Jackson? You said thrown? Yep. Uh, uh, Josh Allen. 
Happy birthday to Joe Theismann. Joe famously changed the pronunciation of his last name to assist in his campaign for the 1970 award, but came up short to another eventual NFL QB. Who was it? Archie Manning, Jim Plunkett, or Steve Spurrier? Uh, Steve Plunkett. Oh, that was... I'm going to need a little bit of a clarification there, Tim. <laughs> the <laughs> options were Archie Manning, Jim Plunkett, or Steve Spurrier. Jim Plunkett. Sorry. Thank you, sir. Thank I, you. I like your technique, though. Yeah, I, I like your technique. Confuse the question givers. <laughs> I see how it is. All right, Tim. Three players have tallied 70 assists in an NHL season for the St. Louis Blues. Bernie Federko and Adam Oates both did it twice. Who is the third blue to do it? Blake Dunlop, Chris Pronger, or Craig Janney? Craig Janney. Last night was Josh Allen's seventh career game with three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, tying him for third most in NFL history. Which QB holds the record? Is that Donovan McNabb, Drew Brees, or Tom Brady? Uh, Donovan McNabb. All right, well, we're going to confirm the score with everybody else. Is this what we got as well? All right. And we're going to wave Kerber in with an assist from... Mr. Mike Ryder. Tim, how you feeling? Oh, okay. <laughs> Not horrible, but okay. I think you I think I think you may be okay today. I, I we'll see how, how Kerber feels. When I said when he left to go outside, he looked a little distraught and disheveled and, and beat beat down and <laughs> yeah. not did not look like a man on a three game winning streak, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it may be time. So here we I go. I forgot <laughs> what that man felt like. <laughs> say, Kerb, say hello to Tim. Uh, Tim? Yes. Hi, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. We'll see. We'll see what we can do here. They they uh-huh. so they seem to th- they the poker faces in this room are awful. So I got a hunch you did pretty well here. So. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I don't have to apologize to somebody today. <laughs> you ready to roll? Yeah, let's go. All right. Which current NFL starting quarterback set the NFL record for the fastest to 100 career touchdowns thrown? The fastest to 100 career touchdowns thrown. Yes. Just, just ask for the options. Well, I am, but I'm just, okay, what, what are the <laughs> options? Just ask for the guys is going to be in here. All right, go ahead. Josh Allen. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm going to go with Mahomes. Happy birthday to Joe Theismann. Joe famously changed the pronunciation of his last name to assist in his campaign for the 1970 award, but came up short to another eventual NFL QB. Who was it? Uh, okay, give me the give me the option. He yeah, the the name used to be Theismann, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then Theismann for Heisman. Okay, yep. Archie Manning, Jim Plunkett, Steve Spurrier. Uh, I have no idea. I'll go with Jim Plunkett just because I just remember that great look in that Raiders helmet. All right, Curve. Three players have tallied 70 assists in an NHL season for the St. Louis Blues. Bernie Federko and Adam Oates both did it twice. Who is the third Blue to do it? 70 assists in a, in a season. Bernie Federko and Adam Oates did it twice. Who else would have had 70 helpers? 
Uh, all right, I'm going to go without the options on this one, to be fair. So at all least right. we have. I, I wasn't going to give you options on the blues one. question. Gonna, well, <laughs> hey, listen, That's I don't know. Listen, I'm going to. I'm going to go Pierre Turgeon. Last right. night was Josh Allen's seventh career game with three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, tying him for third most in NFL history. Which QB holds the record? Say that question again. Last night was Josh Allen's seventh career game with three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, tying him for third most in NFL history. Which QB holds the record? All right, what are the options? Donovan McNabb, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Uh, I'll, well, I'll go McNabb. And that means that we have a tie. Overtime. Both both Kerber and Tim got two right. We'll tell you which two they got right here a little bit later on, but we have to go to our tiebreaker. And we're going to establish, remember remember how we do this so we don't screw it up here? Tim, Kerber will write down his answer first, show it to the group so that we know he has written it down so we can't change it. Tim will then tell us his answer audibly. And then we'll announce Kerber's answer, and then we'll go through and, and announce who's the winner of today's fight. So, with that said, again, Kerber's going to write it down first, and then, Tim, you will answer, and then we'll say what Kerber's answer is, and then we'll say who's the winner. Carrie Davis, please read our tiebreaker question today. All right, gents, what is the highest assist total a St. Louis Blues, a St. Louis Blue has ever tallied in a single season? The highest assist total that a St. Louis Blue has ever tallied in, an, in a single season. Hold on, hold on just a moment, Tim, on your answer. Holy moly. We're going to get Kerber to write down his first. Closest uh, to the pin on this one. Again, it doesn't matter over or under, just closest to the pin. All right. Kerber has written down his answer. Can, I, can you show okay. it to me as well, Mr. Mr. Kerber? Uh, okay. I, I, can, can I say that one more time? All right, I have Kerber's answer. Tim, what is your guess? Uh, 79. All right. Well, not as close as last time. We do have a winner. On this one. Again, the question was, what is the highest assist total St. Louis Blue has ever tallied in a single season? Chris Kerber's guess was 89 to the guess of 79 from Tim. So who's the winner of this fight? It was a close one. A second tiebreaker had to be used for this week. Did Kerber go 4-0? The winner and still champion of the fight, Randy Carricker. Kerber, in fact, does oh, go down just win, baby. <laughs> there it is. I'm yes. sorry, Tim. He got you on the tiebreaker. We'll, we'll, we'll say the tiebreaker answer now. The answer is 90. Adam Oates in the 90-91 uh, season had 90 assists. Was so close. Chris Kerber won off. You were 11 off. So, Tim, Chris Kerber does take you down in today's fight. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll uh, stick around here as we uh, as we read off all the answers. Sorry, Tim. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Good I've job, said Tim. that a lot to people this week. Huh? Four times, Kirby goes 4-0. Two overtime wins, too. Yeah, How was, awesome is that? It was Clutch. tied 2-2 before we went into overtime. Kerry, uh, go ahead and give us the answer right, to the which, questions. Which, in a, which current NFL starting quarterback set the NFL record for the fastest to 100 career touchdowns? The options were Jake, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. It was Patrick Mahomes. Is that the one I said? Yep. Okay, good. Yep. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Is that the one I said? <laughs> Happy birthday to Joe Theismann. Joe famously changed the pronunciation of his last name to assist in his campaign for the 1970 award, but came up short to another eventual NFL QB. Who was it? The answer was Jim Plunkett. Well, I was two for two at that point. You were. Then I really went off the cliff. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, three players have tallied 70 assists in the NHL season for the St. Louis Blues. Bernie Federko, Adam Oates. Both did it twice. Who was the third blue? 
Craig Janney was the uh, answer. Can you now? Now, now that you know the answer, now yeah. you know the answer. Do you, do you know what year it was? Can you? Can you? Can you narrow it down? Uh, okay. No. <laughs> All right. No. I mean, it was, I mean, it was clearly just after Oates left, and they acquired him from Boston. Um, he, you know, to, to play with Hull. He there, tallied so. eighty-two in the ninety-two, ninety-three yeah. season. I didn't think about him. I forgot about that. I thought I was a pet, a pretty strong guess with Herjohn, actually. You were very confident with that. I remember that. Okay, last night yeah. was Josh Allen's seventh career game with three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, tying him for third most in NFL history. Which QB holds the record? And that would be Drew Brees. Hmm. Those, those yeah, QB sneaks. That's a good one. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't he rushed for as many. You wouldn't think. The, so the options were Donovan McNabb, on that. Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. You could have scratched yeah. Tom Brady. I would have replaced. No, Brady's got seven. Really? Brady's got seven. Oh, That's because of the goal line. It's because of the goal line. Because of the same quarterback yeah. sneaks. That makes sense. same thing with Brees. Those guys, Brees figured out how. He has that magic thing where he would go down to like the left of his center and he would get that quarterback sneak through every single time. Find that nook to get in and score. He did that. I think it's time. To pull a uh, a John Elway and you gonna retire, retire? <laughs> you, John Elway over the top helicopter flip <laughs> and, and that's it. You, you, I don't know anybody want to sell me a car dealership. <laughs> Tim, 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 if Chris Kerber's John Elway, that just means you're Brett Favre. You got you, you got a long career left here on the fight. We'll talk to there you again you one, one, one right, time. Tim, thanks, thanks so much buddy. for joining Good us. Good job, Tim. And there's Tim. He's he gone. He's gone. He's gone. He didn't Blame stick him. around. He's like, why did you stick around? Why did you stick around? And you took a hit. You get your gear and you leave. You try to crack He's like, I'm not doing post game interviews. Yeah. Not at all. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. Good job, Kurt. All, all right, right we did it a good. We had a good week you, there. The way you walked out, I was a little nervous. I'm not going to yeah, tell you so, a lot. So you, was I. you, 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 you seemed a little, you know, not, not really. Believing in yourself in yeah, that I moment. Did not Are you have, kidding me? I did not he have had a, he had a blues no. question to cinch the win, and he and had he, to go to overtime. He, <laughs> he had another blues question. <laughs> Coming up next, we have Brady Cook in our recorded interview from a couple of days ago. He will be joining us, the Mizzou quarterback. That's next on Carriker and Smallman, one on one, ESPN. We're right back to the Carriker and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one on one, ESPN. And joining us now, Mizzou starting quarterback, Brady Cook. Brady, how's it going? How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great, man. I, I wanted to start with just explain to me and explain to us, how is it to, to be a lifelong Mizzou fan, uh, to, to grow, up, grow up in this city and, and go through all of the things that you did in football and, and get the opportunity to finally be named the starting quarterback at Mizzou? What was that feeling like and, and how exciting was that for you and your family? It just feels like a dream. Uh, it feels like a dream coming true. Um, this is something me and my family have always dreamed of. Um, you know, I grew up coming to Mizzou games. Um, when I think of when I thought of college football as a kid, I thought of Mizzou football. Um, those were the guys I looked up to and watched. Um, and, you know, as I got older, um, the dream just became even more real. So um, it's just it's been a great experience. Uh, I just feel super blessed right now, and I just uh, want to make the most of it. So that's how I feel right now. Did you have a favorite player that you used to watch when you were growing up? Man, um, I really liked Jeremy Macklin. I really liked Chase Daniel. I was really young uh, watching him. Uh, I liked Blaine Gabbert. And then uh, more recently, I liked watching Drew Locke. So, I mean, all those guys are kind of like staples um, when I think of Mizzou football. 
So Blaine Gabbert, Chase Daniel, Drew Locke, a lot of great Missouri, <laughs> a lot of great Missouri quarterbacks we're hearing thrown out there. You know, a little tough to analyze your own game, but are there any parts of those three quarterbacks that you kind of have adopted into your game just from watching them and being a fan of them? Yeah, you know, I think I uh, I adopted some of James Franklin's um, just ability to thank you uh, just to uh, you know use his legs and make plays and. Uh, you know, James, he's a, he's a hell of a scrambler. Um, but you know, also pretty accurate in the pass game. He could throw it well too. So, you know, I think of his game and I kind of, uh, compare that a little bit. I think Blaine was a little bit more of a pocket, true pocket passer than me. Um, but you know, all of these guys, um, you know, Drew Locke, just a true gunslinger and playmaker. Um, so I think I've taken, um, attributes from each of them and, um, tried to implement them in my game. And I think there's some similarities there. So. Um, you know, that that's where I am as far as that goes. Yeah, you were able to get the things rolling uh, in the air and with your legs last week, 200 yards passing a touchdown, and then you had uh, 61 yards on seven carries in a touchdown. You, do, do you enjoy running the ball as much as, as, much as, uh, some may, as much as it looks when you're out there on Saturdays or Thursday nights in, the, in last week's case? Man, I love making plays with my legs. That's like, that's like one of my favorite things to do. It's, uh, it's just something about it. Um, you know, the defense doesn't expect it. We're like, man, this he can run, uh, man, and uh, that's just it's one of my favorite things to do. It's uh, so I, I plan to continue to do that when the opportunity arises, and um, yeah, man, it's fun. Well, let's talk about that running game right now. Obviously, a huge game for you guys, over 300 yards rushing. There were some questions, you know, with people who hadn't seen the team yet about how the running game was going to go. Obviously, you being in camp, you knew what you guys had, but how? much easier does it make it for you as a quarterback when you know you guys got have like Pete like that, you have Burden who are big playmakers who are going to open things up for you? Oh, it makes all the difference. Um, it gives me a confidence that, you know, I don't have to go out for, you know, first down, second down, third down and uh, move the chains every time. You know, I can have comfort knowing that, you know, the running game is going to pick up some first downs. It's going to set me up for manageable third downs. Um, you know, it's just going to keep the flow of the offense going. So, I mean, that's that makes all the difference for me. Uh, and the rest of the offense, and uh, yeah, I'm just really proud of those guys of how they performed last week. Brady, when you when you look at a, a guy like Luther Burden and and you know all of the 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 hoopla and the hype that that and well deserved, obviously all of that that came in with him and coming into to Mizzou. What have you what have you thought about him as a player and 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 getting to know him personally? What has that meant to you all as a football team? Yeah, I think he's handled this all really well. Um, you know, I've gotten to know him what for eight nine months now, and. Uh, you know, he, he's got a very calm head on his shoulders. Um, you know, he doesn't um, flaunt all of his, you know, uh, celebrity status <laughs> too much around the facility. You know, he's very humble. Um, and, man, he wants to win. Uh, that's that's what is most important to him right now. So I've been super impressed by, you know, just his character. And then, obviously, um, man, he's a, he's a big threat to other defenses. And uh, he's just a – He's a big, uh, big playmaker on our offense. So overall, just super excited to have him. Let's jump back a little bit here, Brady. Before we talk about this Kansas State game, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since obviously the beginning of the season. And when you were named the starting quarterback, lifelong Mizzou fan, take us really quickly through that day, through that moment. You know, was it was it a text? What did you call your parents? How did you how did you let the family know? Which was obviously, I'm sure, a big day for them when you did find out you were going to be the starting quarterback for Week One. Well, it was, uh, this was during, you know, just the grind of fall camp. So I was up at the facility all day. Um, I met with Coach Drinkwitz about 4.30. Um, we had a conversation. 
Um, and, you know, he kind, he kind of tricked me a little bit. He, uh, you know, made it sound like the competition was going to continue for a couple weeks longer. Um, and then towards the end of our conversation, he told me. Um, and I can't say I was super surprised, but I was just like, wow, this is, uh, this is really happening. Um, I was proud of myself just for, uh, you know, sticking the course and competing and getting this thing done. Um, and I was just really excited. Um, you know, I got out of that meeting. Um, I checked my phone uh, before I could even tell anybody. And uh, I had like a hundred notifications. I think, uh, you know, uh, I guess they had it set up for the media to release, a, you know, a video or something of QB1 or something like that. Um, so, you know, the word was already out. Um, obviously, I texted my parents. They already texted me. I was like, hey, you know, it's official, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they were proud of me and all that. But, you know, pretty funny as far as, you know, I get out and check my phone and uh, there it is. So that's, that's kind of how it went down. You talk about the grind of fall practice and obviously going back to the spring as well. What did you learn about yourself, whether as a player, as as a man? You know, what did you learn about yourself the most going through this competition and that grind from the spring into the fall, and obviously leading into that big announcement? Yeah, you know, I think I just uh, I kind of showed myself in in this fall camp, and then also just in the past two years at Mizzou that uh, you know I'm not afraid to back down. I'm not going to quit. Um, I'm always going to compete um, because I feel like that's what I showed. That's why I won the job. And that's what I was. That's just what I was able to do at Mizzou the past two years. Things didn't always go my way, um, but you know I think that's what uh, that, that's what really stuck out to me when I'm looking back at my performance and just my attitude and uh, how I handled things through camp. So, Brady, you got a tough task this weekend at at Kansas State, uh, obviously on the road. Um, what have you seen from them, and, and what do you all need to do to uh, to take care of business this weekend? Yeah, you know, obviously a really tough defense. They play really hard. Um, you know, they have a drop-eight scheme primarily. Mm. Um, so that's always fun for a quarterback. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think we just need to go out and execute our game plan and just, uh, you know, we have a great plan in place. Um, you know, I expect to, uh, um, you know, be ready to make plays with my legs and, you know, scramble around, find open receivers downfield in that zone coverage. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a loud environment. Um, so, you know, offense needs to be on our P's and Q's as far as just cadence and communication goes. Um, and then we just need to go, you know, go have some fun and play ball. Um, it's going to be a fun game, fun environment. Um, need to let loose and let it rip. So, An away game against Kansas State in Manhattan, never easy. And also, when you think about it, your third career start, and this is really the first time you've had this scenario of game planning where it's down to just one week. You had the, before the bowl game, you guys had an extra, some extra prep time. And obviously leading into week one, it's completely different than every week the rest of the season. So, it's your first ever away game start, true away game start, and it's your first time having to prepare an entire game plan in, you know, uh, just about a week. How has that been different preparing for this game than, let's say, La Tech for Week One or the bowl game last year? Yeah, I do think that's a, that's a great point. Um, you know, I noticed that obviously. Um, it's just all a little bit more. Uh, you know, the schedule's a little tighter. Um, you know, your prep has to ramp up daily. Um, and it just all squeezes into less less amount of time. So um, at the end of the day, I'm still going to be just as much prepared um, and just as much ready. Um, but you just got to get it done, uh, you know, early and often as far as uh, making your schedule work. So um, obviously, big task at K State. Um, I'm excited for the first, obviously, my first true road start. Um, 
you know, I'm excited to get it done. So, Brady, you said they, they, they drop eight in coverage, which means you should be able to get some room running. You tell my guy, Coach Looper, that I said, Coach Davis said, hey, let me run. Let me get going in this game. All right, Coach? He, I, know he's, I know he's coaching the running backs and he's got those guys going, but you let Loop know what it, what it is, and I said that you can get it done. Yes, sir, I will. You know it. You know it. <laughs> hey, good luck this weekend, Brady. I appreciate you for jumping on with us. Uh, best of luck this weekend and the rest of the season, and we look forward to speaking with you down the road. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. All right, take care. That was Brady Cook, Mizzou quarterback. Uh, Mizzou takes on Kansas State this weekend at Kansas State, and uh, we'll see how well they do this weekend. Hopefully they can pull out a win. Brady's a great interview, great guy. I'm rooting for him. Maybe not so much for Mizzou, but I am rooting for the St. Louis guys. It's hard not to root for the kid. Yeah, he's, he's a great interview, great guy. Uh, coming up next, we have t- today's big thing. We'll talk about that next on Character and Smallman, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Opinions matter. Time now for today's big thing with Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by Seidenstricker Noby John Deere. Find them online at snpartners.com. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman. And we have today's big thing. And the Cardinals head into a three-game series with at Pittsburgh, uh, you got a full slate of NFL games this weekend. Uh, what are you most looking forward to, uh, Brooke? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to the Cardinals this weekend. One, I know that Alec Burleson made his Major League debut yesterday, but I'm really excited to see what he could possibly do this weekend at some point during the Pirates. And also, not to mention, we're still in that Albert Pujols 700 yeah. home run chase. So, I mean, I feel like, especially against Pittsburgh, you have to see him at least once. And then also, too, we have Miles Michaelis out on the mound today. And I know that he's been kind of, you know, sometimes inconsistent. And But here's the thing. His last outing, fantastic. Eight shutout innings. So I expect him to obviously do well again. And that's something that's always fun to look forward to is that, most of the times you have a pretty exciting outing from your pitching staff, but also too the fact that offensively too, there's usually something happening and you have these kind of young guys coming up, stepping up and Yachty heating up in September. That has to be exciting too. We'll see if he can continue that this weekend. I have a question for you, Brooke. Does anything worry you uh, in regards to what you saw this, this past series um, with the bullpen potentially, or, or just not getting things done uh, when the time came up? Yeah, I mean, of course, it's a little bit concerning whenever you think of the Nationals, obviously not a great team. But I also kind of look at the bigger picture of things is one, the Nationals, as we mentioned, just kind of want to be spoilers Mm -hmm. at this point. And two, yeah, there's some questions when it comes to the bullpen, but your bullpen's not going to be perfect every single game. Um, But in general, I think that even yesterday, I was waiting for them to rally back. And there was there yeah. was times yesterday where they were pretty close to rallying back in this game. And so, you know, it, it feels like, and they've mentioned this before, even when they might be down in the game, it doesn't feel like they're fully out. So I think that that's at least encouraging. I think the biggest thing, my only concern coming out of yesterday was Wayno, obviously some mechanical issues there. So that was two bad starts in a row for him. I hope that it's something that, there's not anything more going on there. Just 
that's just me saying it. But the fact that he's able to notice that, yeah, this is a mechanical issue. I'm going to work on it. I feel like he's done this before. He can easily pick himself back up. That was my only big concern from the game yesterday. You, you know, we've seen, uh, and, and I, I've seen especially, as teams go down the stretch, I, I think the fact that they've got, and it's going to be on the road, the three at San Diego, the three at L.A., and then the two at Milwaukee, that is such an important eight-game stretch. And it's not because, you know, you can clinch a division at that point in time. It's it's because at some point in time, I think it's really important that this team plays some really good teams before before the playoffs start. You can you can do as much as you can. You don't have to play your best baseball to beat the Washington Nationals uh, all the time. And considering the stretch that they've had really since the middle of August, you know, you had those those six games against the Rockies and and you ended up winning four of those six. You sweep the Diamondbacks. Uh, you split with the Cubs. And then then you had that very important series with the Braves and you came away with two out of three in there. You know, the, then the Reds and then of course, you know, you look at the most recent series that that they've had. They had the Cubs and the Nationals and now you've got the Pirates coming up. Like sometimes the intensity and the level of competition is is as much about keeping things as sharp as anything because it's you can kind of let up a little bit sometimes when the competition isn't there and as much as you say hey you gotta you should beat these guys you have to and especially if you've got some younger players yeah. that can take the foot off the gas um, it, it can be a challenge so if I have any concern right now in general it's the fact that. It's the fact that okay, let's let's get through, let's get through the sisters of the poor and the, yeah. of, of this division right now, and let's get back into some real competition yeah. and see how this thing shakes out. Because that could, I mean, that could be an it, that eight game stretch can be an amazing confidence builder, or it can shake you a little bit, and then you can still come out of being shaken just fine. But sometimes that shake is a wake up call. I'm, I'm curious to see how it'll be. Yeah, I think you have to, you know, even though the competition may not be. Um, Elite, you still have to play your best baseball and, and do what you need to do in order to continue to get wins. Unfortunately, they didn't take that. Can care be of, hard looking. Like you, when it, you, it, it if can you be. played a football team, when you were a player and you were going up against a team that you know was an inferior opponent, yes, sometimes it, it can mess with you mentally. It can, it you can take them lightly or not as maybe not as locked in as you should right. be. Um, and especially with baseball, so many games that they play is so. You know, every day, football is a little bit easier to be locked in because you're only playing once a week. But with baseball, there are so many games. Hockey and basketball can be kind of the same way. Uh, And there's so many things going on, so many games to play throughout the entire season that at times you can get lackadaisical and not stay locked in in that moment. And I think if they want to finish out the way that they need to, potentially get that number two seed, they're going to have to continue to beat up on these teams that are not as good um, going down the stretch in order to get to that number two seed. Exactly. I mean, this look, there's a lot of positives. It's hard to even like look at any negatives right now. One, right now their schedule is so easy going into this final stretch. So as you mentioned, you want to take full advantage of that. But two, you have a lot of young guys contributing and stepping up. And then even Yanni, hopefully he will be able to continue the stretch of really contributing at the plate for the Cardinals where he is locked in September Yachty. You know, they keep saying that over and over again. That's encouraging as well. The pitching staff overall is encouraging. You have some, you know, last night, not the greatest from the bullpen, but still 
Well, at the end of the day, I mean, typically your bullpen has been pretty solid so far, especially in the second half of the season. And then, as I mentioned, I'm really excited to see Alec Burleson, him getting called up. That's something that we've been waiting for. I mean, he has just been mashing down in the minors to see what he'll be able to do this possibly this weekend or here soon. And I cannot get this out of my head, guys. Danny Mack brought this up in the broadcast the other day when Alec Burleson was called up. He looks like Rip from Yellowstone. I don't know if you guys have watched (laughs) Yellowstone, but now every time I see Alec Burleson, I I think it's Rip from Yellowstone. I I hope he's a better ball player. (laughs) (laughs) So not only is baseball, Cardinals in Pittsburgh, we have a full slate of NFL games, as I said earlier. Uh, Any games this weekend that are are piquing your interest or you want to sit down and and watch, see what's going to happen? Every New York Giants game. Every New York Giants. You you want, you you don't, you're going to punish yourself? I've been punishing myself for a long time. I told told you, ever since since the Cardinals traded Otis Anderson to the Giants, I became a a Giants fan. But this is, this was it was a good time to be a Giants fan. The 90s. You know, with, with Bavaro at tight yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and LT. Yeah, that you know, was, like, those uh, were good. You know, Phil Sims and, and Phil, that, Phil that Sims. That was a good and, time. And, and, you know, and Jeff Hostetler, you know, taking over. Yeah. Phil Sims loses the job. Yeah. But Hostetler wins the Super Bowl. So that, that was a good time and a good window. You Not stayed now, though. through Kerry Collins and Eli Manning. I, know, I did. I know there's a lot had, of Super Bowl players. I'm a fan. I still watch and root for that. No, I still actually, I still watch and root for the the Arizona Cardinals, too, which is, you know, it tore my heart out when they when that team left. Well, but, well so. the Giants are uh, five point five and a half underdogs against the Titans. I guess I'll take against, them. Yes, against I, Brooks and, Titans. And look, I'm just having to sit here <laughs> listening no to chance. you talking about the Giants. Do not say anything about my Tennessee Titans. It's all Titans this weekend. There you go, Derrick Henry. I was watching. I absolutely love watching videos of him at practice. It looks like he got a little bit leaner. Which mm-hmm. I mean, as you know, he's a big dude and just yeah. pure muscle. Sometimes being too muscular can be a little bit of an issue because then you're a little bit more injury prone things can tear wear all that kind of stuff he looks a little bit leaner fast as ever i am so pumped but the titans have an mo of tripping over their own shoelaces at it, hey. in a game, right? I, think hey. I mean, it could happen against the Giants, to, we right? We need to settle it's this, I think. It's Brooke possible. And, Brooke and, and Curbs need to put together a little milkshake back here. What if Derrick Henry gets hurt in, like, the first series? Oh, oh Says the man on. with Saquon Barkley <laughs> as his running back. You're going to put that karma out? <laughs> Listen, the Giants have been That's losing dangerous. for a long time. Losing again is You're, nothing it's not new. It's not a big deal to It's you. not a big deal. I, I understand that. It should be It should be a good you know, good slate of games, and I think um, I'm going to – obviously, I'm going to be excited to watch the Steelers and the Bengals. Steelers are six-and-a-half-point underdogs, and uh, I, I, at this point, I probably would agree with that. i got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback and how they're going to get things going. And we know a lot of people are mainly watching the NFL season because they're betting on it. So oh, yeah. if you have a bet that you've been like kind of wandering around, you've been hovering over that button, you don't know if you don't, you, you already put in promo code DRIVE yes. into FanDuel, and now you're wondering, do I make this bet? Well, Throw in the text message, uh, join, jump on the Air Comfort Service text line, 65780. Throw out what bet you're wondering about. At 9.30, we're going to be joined by an ESPN betting analyst, St. Louis native Tyler Fulgham. So, a lot of the reasons you're going to be parked in front of the TV is because of all of those bets you got. You got some questions about them? Put in the text line right now. We're going to talk to Tyler Fulgham at 9.30, get some of your bets out there for him, talk a little bit about some of our favorite bets as well. Because, listen, I love the NFL, I love football, but there's a reason why I watch even more intently than I ever have, and there's a reason why it's the biggest sport in the world now, and that's because we're all putting a bunch of money down on it. Coming up next, we have some segments we're going to either rock or roll with. In the next segment, rock and roll with Matthew Rocchio here on Character and Smallman, 101 ESPN.
We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We roll tonight to the guitar bite. I want to rock! And roll. Let's rock. Let's rock today. Welcome back to Caregiver's Moment, and it is time for rock and roll. Get your text into the Air Comfort Service text line at 65780. And uh, Rockio, we got some, some questions we're going to rock or roll with, right? Yeah, let's pick one topic here. We talked about this a little bit in, in uh, off mic uh, in one of the breaks, and so I wanted to bring it on air. So, you guys want to roll or rock with the EPL suspending an entire week of games in remembrance of Queen Elizabeth II's death? We're going to roll with it. You're yeah, roll, I, we're going to roll? I, you know, this one. this one's an interesting one, one because... Uh, and, and Are you the, rocking and, or rolling? You're rocking. You want oh, to yeah, 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 rock. rock. There we go. Okay. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rock. That's, that's the whole segment. We got to either rock or roll. This, this, this segment confuses the holy hell out of me. <laughs> I know. I, get like, I don't know why this one is so hard. Look, it's simple. Saying. It's simple. We're going to rock with the topic. So here, hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. I'm going to give you guys now a run. We're going to with it and rock with it. When do we start talking? No, I know what I'm saying. I want to roll away from it because I'm so confused by all the royal family fascination but that's just me the crown was an interesting show <laughs> it was this is th- this might be our off the rail time yeah, there we go <laughs> i'm gonna bring it back we're gonna rock with this one so <laughs> in light, bring it together bring Come it on. <laughs> i'm gonna turn off mics here in a second i swear in light of the death of queen elizabeth ii at the age of 96 the premier league has decided to suspend the entire weekend's worth of fixtures they're pro- postponing all matches from saturday through monday and then of course includes the big one that we previewed uh what was that, Wednesday? Was that yesterday? Yep, yesterday, Fulham versus Chelsea. With, Ful- yeah. with Tim Ream, Fulham versus Chelsea. Yeah. So I went back and did a little research because we uh, were talking about this before the show started. Back in 1963, it was the NFL cha- It was the NFL and the AFL, not yet the NFL as a whole. They continued and played all of their games the week following the Kennedy assassination because apparently sp- the secretary uh, for Kennedy said that's what he would have wanted. So... I'm just throwing it out here. Do we think, with the fact that there's people coming over from America to watch some of these games, they postpone the games with just a day in advance, a little bit too much? What do we think well, about them canceling the game? what did you want to do? Did you want the queen I to want, wait for it? No, I want them to not cancel the games. I think you got entire okay. people. Listen, no, this comes down to, okay, there's people oh, okay. Okay. Have there's the president that could die in a chair. There's there's like, phone games with a, with a like, lot of Americans. Well, he's there's old. Leeds United games. <laughs> he's with a old. ton of American players. I say you you cancel next week so that Rocky. people aren't flying R- R- across Matthew. the Atlantic. Are you rocking or are you rolling with this? He's rocking. Oh, he, he, okay. I didn't know what he was doing. You're rocking. rocking with it. We're oh, talking. He's okay. talking about it. Listen. If, if you he's definitely in, involved. Like, what would you do? Like <laughs> the challenge that we have. That the challenge that you have right now. Is I was actually surprised that they did decide to cancel the whole slate of matches, uh-huh. um, but 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 in in today's uber sensitive world of Everything. you know of doing the right, like there's so much pressure on these, and because the sp- sports, like everybody followed, like it was it was the NBA that started the shutdown of the world. That's when I when knew it, it came was real. to COVID. Okay, yeah. so. Um, 
you know, like, I mean, think about it. If, if you know, and, and you don't want to see this happen, but but you have a president that's that's a lot older, mm-hmm. you know, right now. If it like it would not older would, than the queen, but just not older. not not that old, not Betty White old, but <laughs> you know, but but so I I just. I, I don't know if there's a I don't know if there's a right or wrong on this one. So think, I'm not I'm not surprised. I wish they hadn't have done it, but yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not like angry or trying to vilify anybody. I'm just saying with the logistics I think you of, are, of the, a little you know, bit. It sure it. sounds like it. You watched assassination. You said that you think I just listen, we talked about it before. That was the one piece of relevant information I had. And I looked it up, and I and I got you guys the the, the facts. There, okay, wait, wait, let's back go then. back. Okay, so like, jumping down my throat about it, not my decision. <laughs> the the, the only difference too is, yes, I, I realize it was the queen. I realize she was a figurehead for seventy years, and all that. Okay, but a it's figurehead. not like, it's it's not like it's a. I mean, it's it's more symbolic now than anything. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there was a picture of so it, because, you know, Canada is still considered part of the British Empire. Okay. Okay, I don't so think that's the technical term. So, but sure. so <laughs> <laughs> what, what would they call? Look it up for me. You, you, well, listen, you look it up. You look it up. It's okay, fine. You know what? In, in the history books, they'll, they'll still call it part of the British Empire. We need a historian okay. that takes in the six five seven eight zero and get us together. Yeah, but so you go to some of these hockey rinks up in Canada over the years, and there's believe it or not, like there's still pictures. There were pictures of the Queen hanging in them. Right. So we went in. It was in the minor leagues, and we went into uh, St. John, New Brunswick. So out on the rock there in Newfoundland. I'm sorry, St. John's, Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. So out on the rock in Newfoundland, you're in this small like. 5,000 seat arena and over the balcony on one end kind of angled so she's looking down is just yeah. this massive picture of, of Queen Elizabeth and and guys would try to take slap shots to try to hit the picture <laughs> like like it was I mean and I've seen I mean I saw it happen in, in a game you know the just hits the post goes right yeah. up and I remember making the call he hit the queen <laughs> you know the queen. Oh, by the way That's speaking of, let's let's pull this back to sports okay for, forget the forget the Been forget the forget the EPL on this one. <laughs> okay, or, or the uh, or the, the the Premier League. Right, that's a sport. Did you guys see Reggie Jackson's tweet? I did. I, did thought, you that see, I thought that was amazing. I thought this was fantastic. And then I'm sitting there going, Yeesh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was I was I think, innocent, but to pull out Reggie Jackson yes. from the Naked Gun nah. him himself was spectacular. It's one of the greatest comedy callbacks I've ever seen in my entire life. That was. A, I mean, that, that's one of the greatest tweets I've ever seen. Reggie Jackson making that joke about the naked gun. Is as incredible. you all know, I was innocent. <laughs> <laughs> See, just trying to have a little fun. That that's, was, all, that's all I'm doing. Trying to make a little light of some of, of a heavy moment. I'm just saying, cancel next week's games. Uh, <laughs> well, they have. I, I, they probably have a whole order of events that they need right, to probably. do. They're yeah. very. And, and, and the here's tradition. the thing, Ross. No, no matter. No matter. Whether or not you wanted the games, can somebody's going to be upset if they'd have played? They were are replaying. You cancel? Why are you canceling? Mm-hmm. You this is yeah, a world that no yeah, one there's is no ever harm here, guys. There, there's no harm in this whatsoever. So you do it. You, they're going to. They, how do you, you make listen, up the game? All those leagues anyway. It's amazing how much they change the schedule on a weekly basis well, yeah, as it goes anyway. So I, I'm, I don't, so, I don't know. Carrie, you got to learn here. Have they not canceled the games? 
I would have come on here and said, "There you go." Should you, they? Just can the you guys believe that the EPL <laughs> and a mark of disgrace and dishonor? There it that's, is. You got to turn it both you ways. Can't please Gary, everybody. You, you might as well just do whatever the hell you want to do. When you, move, game, in, when you move into your regular show, the opening drive next week, would yeah. you rather keep this rock and roll segment or would you rather keep the typo segment? <laughs> the typo segment is amazing because that is a hell of an idea. Because the typos that we see, the Stellars are the Steelers are a stellar team. But they are definitely the Steelers. So, yeah, we, we, we'll, we'll discuss this. Randy will have a, a, a large input on, on what we're doing. I, I, I enjoyed the typo section, you can tell you are the typo a, section. You can tell you are a football coach because your attention to detail is oh, obvious. Oh, definitely. I got, you got yeah. to pay attention. Plus, every time we've done this segment this segment this week. We didn't do it yesterday. Well, well yesterday we punted on it. But <laughs> we... The, uh, we're supposed, of, to, we're hey, supposed to get a topic punch. and then rock or a, roll, and then we do that. What a crazy nugget that the Buffalo Bills haven't had a punt in four, four out of the last, four four of the last six, games. six games. We'll talk See, about. We can talk sports. We'll talk about some sports. We'll hey, talk it's about Enrico some, Palazzo. <laughs> we'll talk about some betting when we come back with Tyler Fulgham, <laughs> sports betting analyst for ESPN. When we return on Character and Smallman. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Character and Smallman. I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley and Chris Kerber. And we go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and have ESPN sport betting analyst and host Tyler Fulgham. Tyler, thank you for joining us this morning. How are you doing? Very happy and excited to be on in my hometown. Up a little early out here in Vegas, but uh, happy for all the friends and fam out there in St. Louis to uh, uh, hear me talk this morning. Well, I- I'm very happy as well, Tyler. It's the, the the opening weekend. Obviously, we had opening night last night, but the opening weekend of all of the football games. And one of the games that intrigues me is the uh, Baker Mayfield Revenge Tour versus his old Browns. <laughs> the Browns at the Panthers. It is an even game right now. It's pretty much a pick 'em. Uh, who you who you yeah. got in that game and why? Yeah, that one's a tough game uh, for me to uh, pick a side. Uh, I think Cleveland is the better team outside of the quarterback position right now with Jacoby Brissett. Um, Baker's obviously motivated, and Christian McCaffrey is healthy again. DJ Moore is a nice weapon. Matt Rule, his clock is ticking. Um, so for me to find an edge on the side, I do think it's an under environment, though. Like If you think about the way that Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski are going to have to try and win games without Deshaun Watson for the first 11 games while he serves that suspension. They're going to have to lean into that awesome offensive line and run game that's powered by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I fully expect uh, the clock to be moving. I fully expect the Browns to be running the rock. We know, again, with Christian McCaffrey back on the Panthers' side that uh, they are should be inclined to get him the ball as much as possible since he's one of the best weapons in the entire NFL. So I don't really want to pick the side. I'm sorry about that, but I do feel comfortable in the under there. It's a low one at 42 I think this one looks like a you know a, a 24-17 type of game, a uh, 2017 type of game, no matter who wins. We also have the Giants and Titans. That's been a big hot topic in here. What are, what are your thoughts going into that one this weekend? Yeah, I think the Giants are a live dog on the road against the Titans. I know the Titans were the one seed in the AFC last year, guys, but they lost A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry is getting older and coming off a serious injury. Ryan Tannehill... Uh, that uh, shine that he had the first year and a half he was in Tennessee seems to be coming off. Um, They're going through a lot of transition at wide receiver, trying to replace A.J. Brown with Robert Woods coming off an ACL and drafting Traylon Burks. 
I I would take the five and a half points with the New York Giants. It seems kind of dirty and dangerous because Daniel Jones has been so bad, but I trust Brian Dayball, uh, the new coach there. Um, I think Saquon Barkley is in line for a really good bounce-back season as long as he stays healthy. My concern with the Giants is their lack of uh, wide receiver weapons, but uh, I think I think the Titans are going to be a, a pretty – mediocre to poor team. So I'll take the Giants plus five and a half there. Tyler, you just put the biggest smile on Chris Kerber's face. He is a New York Giants <laughs> fan. He was glad to hear about Saquon Barkley. I, did, I just didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to listen. Brooks had a long week. I, I didn't want to. She's a Titans fan. So I was trying to start her Friday off right. So I was, <laughs> I was just going to listen carefully. T- Tyler, For listen, with – with the continued growth of uh, and the legalization of sports betting and maybe some people getting into it that hadn't before because they didn't have the access, if you're looking at NFL games, what are some of the deciding factors that you use in choosing whether or not you're doing you're taking the points in a game or whether or not you're looking at an over-under bet? Yeah, it's a really good question, and everyone has you know a different system, you know, a different algorithm, all that type of thing. I. Uh, I believe in math, but I'm not smart enough to have those type of uh, systems and algorithms. So uh, I try my best to uh, look at stats and info and analytics that are available. And I can understand with my, um, you know, Lafayette education and Mizzou education. You know, I'm certainly no MIT grad, but um, uh, what you first want to look at is injury reports. Obviously, sometimes the mar- at quarterback, the market understands what quarterbacks are going to affect uh, the outcomes of games. But I don't think the market is very efficient at determining if there's a really good offensive lineman that is out and what that does to shake up the way that an offense will scheme. Oftentimes we say this old cliche in football, um, and I'm not someone who necessarily buys into old cliches, but whoever wins the line of scrimmage is likely going to win the game. And you saw that last night uh, with the Bills and the Rams. I, I thought the Rams were a good play, uh, plus two and a half because of Sean McVay's history in week one. But the Bills dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Uh, they ran the ball way better than the Rams. Uh, they sacked Matthew Stafford seven times. I know 99.99999% of people in St. Louis were probably betting the Bills and <laughs> thrilled to see what happened uh, last night with um, uh, that outcome. But, I think if you can figure out some kind of advantage at the line of scrimmage, if there's a defensive lineman out or an offensive lineman that is out, um, that normally would make a big difference. That's something I try and look at and uh, to, to figure out which side is going to maybe cover or uh, beat the spread. Tyler, are there any interesting prop bets or uh, Super Bowl futures bets? I, I personally would be picking the, the, the New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl. How, how crazy am I for that bet? You know, I don't think you're actually crazy. My uh, my colleague Doug Kazarian thinks uh, that's a good bet at like forty to one, and with those odds, you know, I, I think that's not a bad bet. I actually like the Saints to win the NFC South. I, I think I Brady and well. the Bucks. You know, maybe that's my bias as a Ram fan. Uh, I hate Tom Brady and what he's uh, done uh, to me <laughs> in a couple of Super Bowls. Um, but I think Brady and the Bucks are kind of overrated, and I think the uh, the Saints, despite losing Sean Payton, have a good roster. So I don't know if I bet them to win the Super Bowl, but I would bet them to win the NFC South. Um, and as far as, you know, other futures are concerned, I mean, the way Josh Allen looked last night, I don't like to bet favorites. My word, it's hard to imagine that uh, anyone's going to be better than that. Uh, and he came into the season before we took a snap last night as the favorite to win the league MVP. And that's why the Buffalo Bills were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And those prices have only gone down after that dominant performance. Um, a team that I really like um, because I think they have a Josh Allen uh, for my favorite Super Bowl um, future is the Los Angeles Chargers. 
You know, they got Justin Herbert, and he's a cyborg, too, just like Josh Allen. And they were able to bring in Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and a bunch of defenders to uh, shore up a run defense that was awful last year. We know their offense is great. They play in a brutal division, obviously having Patrick Mahomes there and now Russ Wilson and Derek Carr with the Raiders. All those teams got better. Uh, on paper this season. So it's going to be brutal to try and get out of that division. But I think if they do, the Chargers can give the Bills a run for their money in the AFC. I think the same can be said for the uh, Baltimore Ravens as well because we know how good Lamar Jackson is when he's uh, healthy. And that division is a little bit easier. But I do think whoever wins the AFC is going to be favored in the Super Bowl. Uh, So I would look there for Super Bowl favorites our Super Bowl futures with Buffalo, L.A., and Baltimore. Yeah, you talked about the Saints winning the uh, NFC South. You can get the Saints at plus 300 to win the NFC South at FanDuel. So yeah. you can go check that out and get you some money in your pocket if you need to. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, I definitely think, like I said, uh, Jameis and the Saints are a team to be reckoned with in the NFC South. All right, we have a text that came in that has a question for you. I have a four-team parlay where I'm taking the Illini, the Titans, and the Giants. The Missouri Tigers not only to cover, but to win outright. How crazy is it to put a solid amount down going on suggestions for... Uh, trust from trustworthy individuals, and you're going to be the more trustworthy one here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone loves. I mean, the, especially the uh, the new betters, the uh, novice betters. Everyone loves those big parlays because you see you see the payout. You, you put ten dollars down and you win four hundred and fifty dollars, or you see these you know massive thirteen fifteen leg parlays where you put ten dollars down and you win one hundred and fifty grand. Who doesn't want to do that? Um, but that's obviously, <laughs> that's obviously where the books uh, take advantage of uh, novice and uh, uh, you know beginner betters because the likelihood of those hitting are so small and they'll gladly take those ten dollars from you on the you know less than one percent chance that you hit that. Um, but when, and when people do post those tickets where they hit a thirteen leg parlay, they've probably bet ten thousand other thirteen leg parlays that walked. <laughs> so just consider that as well. But. I think that's what makes wagering fun. If you have the disposable income, you know, and if you're wagering responsible, yeah, hell yeah. It's fun to throw down those 10 bucks at the opportunity to turn it into, you know, something, you know, way, way, um, you know, way, way, way bigger than that with your return on investment. So I, I do that too. I, I'm just as guilty as uh, throwing together parlays. I try and make them correlated. I try and make them uh, smart, but uh, I, I understand the appeal for the uh, better on those big parlays. Yeah, Kerber was telling us about a 10-team parlay that he was placing for $10 that was potentially going to win him <laughs> 45000 It was a 15-game NHL game. parlay. I don't know what the How much? How much paid $54,000-something. How many games did you win on that one? Uh, out of the 15, yeah. I won seven. Okay. Were they the first seven? Ah, well, did it keep you engaged? Uh Actually, it did. Yeah, okay. yeah. They were, right. they were they were enough of the early games. So you felt, but, but you again, felt that's good about that's just chance. more of the entertainment value, just to see what that ticket <laughs> yeah. would would pay out. At least, yes. hey, at least thirteen or fourteen of the fifteen didn't hit. Because how brutal would that oh, be? Oh, could thing? you imagine? <laughs> oh, Lord, right away, but, but see, all that all that tells me is Curbs is a true degen. So uh, I appreciate him going <laughs> in with that fifteen leg parlay. It takes a real sick puppy to do that. Kind of stuff. <laughs> well, and then and then and then sometimes you got to if you're gonna do that. If you're going to make it really fun, you just you got to do it where you 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 are picking a couple of the underdogs just to make sure the real payoff yeah. is there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, honestly, when you have a 15 leg parlay, 
you're just as likely to hit it by literally throwing a dart at the dartboard and seeing which team it lands on. I mean, at that point, it's so uh, mathematically improbable that you might as well not try and think, oh, do I have an advantage or edge here? Literally just ask your your three-year-old niece or nephew or, you know, eight-year-old daughter to pick whichever color she likes best and then just roll with that and you're just as likely to hit the 15 legger as you are if you really spend hours and days digging into the numbers he is absolutely right on that (laughs) tyler thank you so much for joining us you can catch tyler and all his information at tyler underscore fulgham at twitter uh tyler we'll be definitely having you on later on down the road to get some more betting advice for us and our listeners we appreciate you joining us today yeah absolutely it was a blast being on uh anytime you guys want to chat please feel free uh, to give me a buzz, and um, I, I don't know if it uh, atones for what happened last year in the Super Bowl, but again, I imagine the three one four and the six three six were very happy to uh, see what happened last night in LA. Indeed, thank you so much, Tyler, for your time. Uh-huh. Coming up next, we'll have uh, what's on tap. This has been a an interesting week, and uh, my first week, and I've been able to spend it with two awesome people. Well, three. Rocky was here every day, though, so he doesn't count. But two <laughs> awesome people. Uh, so we'll get into that. I think Curbs and Brooke have a have a few questions for for me when yes, we return. We want to learn about you. <laughs> That's next on what's on tap on Carriker and Smallman one on one ESPN. We're right back to the Character and Smallman podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. All right, one final time here on a Friday morning, we welcome you into the show formerly known as Carriker and Smallman. When you wake up Monday morning, and hopefully you do after a fantastic weekend, mm-hmm. get the grass cut on Saturday, because I don't know if you're going to get a chance to cut it on Sunday. And if you waited till last week, you're probably already losing <laughs> your dog in your backyard. So get your grass cut. But when you wake up on Monday morning and you're tuning into 101 ESPN, right at 7 a.m., you're going to be hearing the opening drive. Randy Carriker back in his saddle along with Carrie Davis as uh, they kick off a new show. And again, Again, um, big thanks and best of luck to Michelle Smallman, who was a great teammate here at 101 ESPN. It's moving on to Greener Pastures with ESPN up in New York. So, Carrie, we got a few minutes here, and and I thought we'd take an opportunity maybe for for some of the fans that haven't heard you as much as others. Maybe okay. people weren't listening to Illini football on the radio for three years, All right. or or whatever, just just to know you a little bit. So, first off. Um, from a football standpoint, when did the love of football for you begin? You know what, Curves? I honestly, I have a picture of me as a maybe six to eighth month old holding a football. That is the God's honest truth. I think I, I love football from the time I was able to really know what it was and, and understand it. Um, and once I got to a certain age where I was – you know, early 80s, mid 80s, really watching the 49ers was my team growing up. We didn't I, I, I didn't attach to the St. Louis football Cardinals, um, but the 49ers were my team growing up. Tom Rathman was my guy. Roger Craig, uh, John Taylor, Jerry Rice, all of those guys. Joe Montana, it just was my my team uh, as a young man growing up in the game of football and I wasn't able to start playing football until I was in uh, middle school because I it was a weight limit back then. I was I weighed too much, so I couldn't play until I turned 12 years old, and um, then I just kind of it just kind of got me hooked, and I've been involved with it ever since. 
And your path to the NFL was a little bit different yes. in the way that you were a free agent signing mm-hmm. as a rookie, right? Yep. So just tell us what that was like getting, obviously you've been dreaming of that moment for, uh, since what, you said you were yeah. six months old when yeah. you were holding a football, <laughs> so I don't know if you could even dream about that when you're a six-month-old, but when you were able to just know, okay, I am... I want to play in the NFL one day right. and for that to actually come true. It was. It was a dream come true just to be able to, uh, first of all, go to college to the University of Illinois on a football scholarship uh, to work my way to that point, to be a three-year starter, to be a Big Ten champion, which has not been done since 2001 and I don't think had been done uh, up until that point for 15, 20 years. Uh, it was exciting to be able to, even though I was undrafted, I felt like I should have been drafted and was going to be drafted. But to be undrafted, uh, make it to Indianapolis, play in a game and and get cut and then go to Atlanta uh, and then, you know, just kind of plug my way through year after year and then finally find a home in Pittsburgh and win a Super Bowl there was it's just it's just a I guess a testament to not giving up and continuing to work and just keep pushing forward and not 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 allowing yourself to uh, to to be stuck in the moment where you feel like you're not going to make it. Just keep going. Take us through the play from the huddle to the reception in the Super Bowl that you had. Uh, I, I think I had a couple of catches in that Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, so I don't remember the actual – I mean, because it was, it was a flat ride. I will tell you what was bigger than, than that would be the opening kickoff because I was also the returner. I was a kick returner. Yeah. So for me – I was fine up until the moment right before the kickoff, and then something flashed in my brain. Oh, my God, all these cameras are going to be, all these lights are going to be flashing. Is that going to make me not see the football? And that was the thought that I, that I had right prior to the kicker, and I think it was Neil Rackers who was my Illini teammate, uh, the kicker for the, for, the, uh, for the Cardinals at the time, just thinking right before Neil kicked this ball in there, oh, my God, am I going to be able to see it with, with all the flashes? That was the, the, the thought that came into my mind at that moment. Okay, um, bring it back home here a little bit. Uh, when did you get back into coaching here, and what does that mean to you now? Uh, I got back to into coaching in 2018 was my first season. I uh, Well, I coached in 2014 right before I went to do the radio with uh, Illinois, but came back as a head coach in 2018. And for me to be able to – At Hazelwood Central. At Hazelwood Central, my yep. alma mater, to be able to give back to young men uh, with aspirations of playing college football, potentially playing in the NFL – that's why I do it. I am. I enjoy giving to them and, and mentoring them, and they they are part of the reason why I'm losing hair on the top and getting <laughs> gaining gray hair in my face. But I I do enjoy being a part of their lives, watching the young men, you know, go from freshmen that don't know which way a hall is in the building to becoming seniors and knowing exactly what they want to do and how they want to do it. So that for me is the most exciting thing about being a coach is watching the young men mature. What do you think? Right now, what do you think is the most challenging? Is it hosting radio, coaching at Hazelwood Central, or uh, even looking back, we could talk about college football days, NFL days. Which one is the most challenging? Uh, I, oh, being on radio is easy other than, than getting up early in the morning. <laughs> Play, coaching high school kids, 14 to 18-year-olds, <laughs> might be number one on that list. We are, anyone that has teenagers – Imagine having a hundred of them at one time trying to get them to do the right thing every single day is is high on my list of one of the most stressful things Hold I've on, done right. in life. You 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 strapped on a helmet and pads. That's and, easy. And, and went and played against yeah the likes of guys like James Ferrier, yeah. Larry Foote, yeah. Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. One of the best defenses 
consistently across the time you were with the Steelers in the NFL at the time. And strapping a helmet on and having to go block those guys in practice doesn't compare to having to that's, deal with that a, dude, a but that's, that's what you do. That's he, what I do. That, he's right. That's physical. Yeah. The mental. I told a kid yesterday, "You trying to? Are you trying to kill me, son? Do you like me? Do you love? I love you. Do you like? Do you even like me? Are you trying to kill me? Why don't you listen, son? I'm gonna have a brain aneurysm." She said, "What's saying. that, coach?" I said, "It's when your brain has a heart attack. It just stops. It just stops working. So you just need to get a picture uh, somehow of like what 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 the what the, like the B gap looked like when you came through it, and there was both farrier and foot, and be like, this this is less scary than every day having to it, deal with you guys. It is. Do you need to uh, like." Just it give is. these guys some context to how insane I, and, that and, is. And you know what they would say? Who is that, coach? Who are those guys? Because they don't watch football. It, I was texting my coach last night. This is the guy's honest truth. My, one of my coaches has been with me the entire five seasons that we've been together. And we have a group thread that the kids text each other and they send messages. And last night, I, the group thread was just, my phone just kept buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. So I looked at it and they were talking about football. They were watching the Rams versus the Bills. And I called my, my coach that's been with me the entire time, and we were like, man, look, we're going to cry. This is the first time <laughs> in awesome. five seasons that we have kids that are talking football, that are actually engaged in what's going on, because so many kids nowadays, and this is part of the stress, they're so engaged to their telephone and their cell phone and you know social media and what's going on here and there, and they're not really locked into to what it is they say they want to do. So for for it's almost like watching our plan in action and seeing that they are buying into the things that we constantly tell them. You got to watch football. You got to watch football outside of what we're doing so you can see how it's done the right way as opposed to the way that you keep trying to do it, which is the wrong way. So th- that was a good moment for us last night. So I think we have a piece of content that uh, we're going to try with you Okay, as, as you get going. I think we're going to put you out there with one of the youth hockey teams in one of the camps. Oh, I would love that. And I, I would think love you that. would. That, and, that would be fun. I, I, mean, I would we're love put to you be right able. Line. Just don't fall backwards I, on one of these dudes. I, I just, okay? Please keep somebody <laughs> around me. Make sure I don't fall. But I would definitely love that. I, I love hockey. But are I you think. looking for? I, I know. And you talked. You yeah. talked about watching the games yeah. with your dad. I, yeah. When I was a kid, my dad yeah. used to take me to the. My first hockey hockey memory is of Brett Hall. You know, pregame skating around without his helmet on and seeing how bright his hair was, and it was like that's amazing <laughs> to me. So uh, just watching hockey as a as a young man growing up watching it uh, has always been you know fun for me and then I lived in Pittsburgh for a while with Sid the Kid and I was able to go to some hockey games there um, so it, it, I, hockey has always been uh, a big part of my life so I'm looking forward to learning how to actually ice skate <laughs> Curbs is going to help me and, and, and assist me you may not yeah, I'm gonna be find you're going to find you ain't me gonna the be right me. people to, to <laughs> get me on the ice and keep me upright because I do not want to fall on the hard ice well listen we uh, it, it's been fun thanks, thanks for letting us uh, come in and, and share the week with you, but uh, you're going to be in some great hands with uh, with one of the all-time greats in the market and Randy Carragher. So good, good luck next week as you guys it. kick off the show. But that's a, it's such a great background that you have. It's a, you. This is going to be a fun process for you on the air. I am looking forward to it, and I am thankful for you two for, for being here in my first official week to uh, help me go through everything, and, and being a part of this is something that I will never forget. I will cherish this moment, so thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate and you And I promise all. when and I text you, I will proofread to make sure I try not to send you any typos. <laughs> and I, I will be texting you at 7 a.m. Right, right, <laughs> right after the first hour to make sure you're up and at him and moving around. Just to, to tell Randy he's got... He's, you know, t- tell Randy to keep the streak alive on Monday on the fight. We will. Oh, yeah. yeah. He def- <laughs> now the pressure is on. You went 4-0. He cannot. He, he has to go 5-0 and to beat your record. I, I believe that that has to take place.
He can do it. He has lots of five in a week. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's nothing. Yeah. He, 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 he might have back-to-back for like some 10 he and 12 might. in a week. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't surrounded a Hall of Famer since uh, the first week of January. So, yeah, he's on a pretty good streak. That is a, an amazing streak. Well, again, again, thank you all. I appreciate you all for being here. Uh, it's been an awesome week. Coming up next is the Balloon Party with Tim McKernan and Action Jackson. That'll be next on ESPN 101. You've been listening to the Character and Smallman Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.